What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight is the first time that I think we have had the whole crew together in God knows how long. This is the Loot Bros Podcast. We are your uh, <laughs> absolute garbage truck on fire video game podcast. I finally have the whole crew together. Not only do I have the whole crew together tonight, but we have our long-lost prodigal son, the affectatious donk CJ is in the house. How are you doing tonight, brother? Thanks, uh, guys and girls and Clyde, uh, for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's been like, it's been like, it feels like six months, but it's probably like, well, it almost is, isn't it? It was like December, I think. Yeah, you, yeah you and I we, did we like talk. a one-on-one, but mm. it's been a long time since we've had any semblance of this whole crew together. It's because yeah. he was on the run from the Australian government. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Did they know you're on here? <laughs> no. We're, we're always back to normal life now, as I, as I trust you guys are as well. So, well, you know, relatively normal. So, hey, uh, here, yeah. yeah, it's been normal here in the South for a long time. <laughs> well, as normal as it can be in the United States. <laughs> I, um, Daryl, I would use that term normal for the South and very loose. Yes. Really slip. <laughs> Hey man, no one retires and goes up north. That's all I'm saying. You guys all come down here whenever you've lived your wild lives, you made all your bad decisions, and then you're like, you know what? I'm ready to slow life down and just enjoy it. So I'm ready to live for actual like decent money, not for like working yeah. five five jobs. That's right. I don't need to have three jobs and seven people living in my in my house so that we can pay rent. Because uh, the government the takes corner. all my money. Hey, you know what? But those seven people aren't my cousins, and I'm not married to them. <laughs> oh shit! You guys probably got all your teeth up there too. So. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of, we have coming in clutch Kalai in the house. How you doing? I- I'm glad to be back. You came in with some energy tonight too. That's awesome. I know. I've been drinking all day today. That's right, because it's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kalai. Thank you. Happy birthday. You're old. Hey. 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 Coming from the baby in the group. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> can, I, can I just bump in there? Because la- I think it was last week or it was the week before, and you got onto that old conversation or whatever. And uh, Zach, isn't it? You're, you're very young, sir. Like, I'm yeah. a similar age, well, you know, almost as old as Kalai, basically. And I think you said, like, you you was it you finished school or something uh, at a certain year or something I don't know the year year came out was like ninety nine or ninety eight for something I forget and that was the year that I finished school maybe that was the year you were born I don't know <laughs> Kalai graduated like, in ninety six and I was yeah. born in ninety six that's what it was yeah, yeah. yeah I graduated yeah. in ninety eight so I was like Jesus. wait it gets it gets worse <laughs> it gets worse I was doing something I I was oh I was out last night with some coworkers and one of the coworkers daughters. Who's like twenty three years old came because it was her last day at working with us, and you know we were celebrating. And her boyfriend came with her, so we're talking. And I like I I said to him, I said I had the original Nintendo. 
And he went, oh, you had the Nintendo 64. <laughs> I was like, Jim, how old am I that that's the original Nintendo? I'm like, no, 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 no. No, before that, he's like, oh, you mean like the Super Nintendo? Wow. Oh I tell you what, two years makes a big difference because I'm not that old. That is old. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of old, we got baby boy Zach in the house. How you doing? Down, down, sweet home Alabama. There you go. He's singing. He's singing our. Uh, that's our. Uh, that, that's your, right that's your national anthem, right? <laughs> that's a, it. Sure is. Uh, and then we got Johnson, Jam, and Joe. How you doing, dude? Hey, it's, I'm good. How are you guys? Man, we're hanging in there, hanging in there. So, you know, you guys were talking about like uh, just how crazy things are. Typically, things here in the South like are kind of normal and you know, like real laid back, but. Like at two o'clock today, um, like eight minutes from my house, we have like our big mall. There was a freaking like shootout in the middle of the mall today. So that's crazy. Like, it, are you it sure had, it wasn't a wedding? I mean, <laughs> it could have been both, but <laughs> it's a shotgun wedding. <laughs> according to the descriptions, they didn't seem like the type to have the shotgun wedding. So, I, so I like some people got to the got they got to the mall and tried to. You know, I guess state their territories. It's pretty, pretty unfortunate. A bunch of people got got hurt. It was wild. And we were sitting here at the house, and all of a sudden, my family's calling and freaking out. They're like, "What are you? What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm playing video games. What are you doing?" And they're like, "There was a shootout at the at the mall right down the road." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, we we talked about going that way today, but because I hadn't seen the family, they had all the roads over here shut down. They had it was it was absolutely crazy. So." Uh, you know, since it's the South, like up here, you know, you have a chance that it could be gang wars down there. It's the McCoys versus the the, <laughs> the Hatfields. The Hatfields. <laughs> you ain't lying. So, uh, well, hey, all all seriousness aside, let's start this show off with a toast. Everybody brought some energy tonight, man. Everybody's on fire tonight. This is awesome. Y'all have no idea how excited I am. All right, tonight's toast goes out to she's twenty nine again. It's Kali. Thank you. <laughs> We've got our Patreon producers. We have the Affectations Don't. Oh, hey, he's right here with us. We got Redbeard Rick. We got my name is Effin Mayo and MZ Nitro. Thank you guys for all your support. Speaking of Patreon, we got some bonus content up there. Uh, we'll have an extra bonus content episode dropping this coming week uh, when this goes live as well. Uh, and then, is there anything else going on in your guys' lives? Anything else cool happening you guys want to toast to? Uh, I want to toast to actually having good sound quality this week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Continue to toast to the greatest wrestling promotion in the world. That's right. AEW. Dude, that Hangman page. And no, no. I haven't seen it yet. It was a. What's it? be a day behind. Either way. It was good. I saw the highlights. I don't even have access to it. All right. Here we go. Toast it up. Oh, I just. Oh, over me. So my family has been in Florida all week long. They got back home late last night and you would think so for a little bit of kind of context, color commentary, I'm never alone. Like I always have a house full of youngins. I've always got my wife. Like I've always got multiple things to do at one time. Like I'm never alone. I'm never, ever bored. When I hear people say they're bored, I scratch my head because I'm like, how can you be bored with all the crazy cool things we have to do you know, mainly video games but like this week my wife and kids were gone so i went and saw the batman tuesday night and then i went Ooh. and saw morbius wednesday night 
And then Thursday, I was going to go see Sonic, but I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure my kids are going to want to see that. So I waited, and I was like, I'll stay home and play games and work on some of these pledges I have. By 11 o'clock rolled around, I was like, all right, this is enough of this. These, ki- these, these kids need to get back in the house. My wife needs to get here. It's so much more enjoyable to play video games when there's 50 people around you trying to make you stop playing. Whereas when I just got free run to play whatever I want, I couldn't decide on what I wanted to play. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I spent more time looking at my uh, list of games than I did actually playing. So it was, it was, it was definitely interesting this week. But I made up for it, guys. We're going to talk about a bunch of games today. We brought CJ on specifically to talk about a lot of games. So we're not going to do a typical what we've been playing this week. Because the this week's official topic is going to be all about what we've been playing, not only currently this week, but what we've kind of a recap on some of the highlights for this year so far. How does that sound? Twat, 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 twat. Oh, snap. He's getting to the twat early. So, twat. What I want to do. Much like a high school senior. Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's a race. You're supposed to be trying to win, right? That's what I tell my wife. <laughs> you know, you know when you said you're never alone. I just, I know this guy. I don't know what he did, so I don't know. He cancelled, but you, I don't understand that either in America. But maybe he's okay now. Um, the Lewis C.K. the comedian, and he does so whatever. I, you know, if I shouldn't be talking about him, whatever. I'm Australian. It doesn't matter. But he does this bit from years ago on his thing about how he's never alone, and he has a young daughter. I think he might have a young daughter in real life, so it might actually be a true story. And he's talking about having the need to take a dump. And so he goes into the bathroom, but he has to leave the door open because she's really young. So someone's got to watch yeah. her. And I don't know if you've heard this one or not, but like his humor is a bit all over the place. But anyway, he's, you know, doing his business, pushing out, straining, and she just drops her pants and takes a dump on the floor right in front of him <laughs> to like encourage him on. And, it's just like, and he goes, you are never alone. And because I, we, we obviously don't have kids, so I don't understand that sort of thing. I'm like, that's uh, disgusting. But now you, you said that I'm like, I've got images of you doing a similar thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I have three kids, uh, so there's there's four of us dropping dudes at the same time. That's right. No, nah, it's like um, it's like the, uh, there's so many comedians that make jokes about how when you have kids, it's like you, you go to the bathroom to, for the only peace and quiet you're going to have, and then there's little fingers coming on the door, and they're like, Daddy, what are you doing? It's, just well, it's the same thing here, but now my kids are older. Mm-hmm. My youngest is seven and a half, so like, you know, nowadays everything's pretty, you know, everybody's pretty self-sufficient. But now it's like, it's not, hey, you know, fingers on the door. It's everyone beating on the door saying, Dad, what are you doing? Dad, I need you to do this. Dad, it's my turn. Dad, I need the bathroom. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you can't get any any peace. But, I mean, after going a week without having that, it's kind of, it's odd. It's quiet. I understand, and I know this this is kind of, a I guess, a dramatic way of putting it. But like people who get that empty nest, you know, thing where it's like their kids are all grown up and they move out. And then it's like it's quiet and you don't know what to do with your life. Like granted, I only did that for a week, but that's insane. Like that's, it's so incredibly quiet. And one thing you guys don't understand if you don't have kids, and I say you, not the podcast panel, but like the general, you is how fast you can get in and out of a store without children. Like it is comical how fast I was able to go grocery shopping. I I went grocery shopping and, and walked around half the store aimlessly with no real intentions and still made it out in 30% of the time. Like I was able to go to a store 
before my movie was scheduled. So I got a, I had some uh, a Zoom call, some online training I had to do for my new job. Did that for almost two hours. And I'm like, oh, my movie starts in 25 minutes. I was able to make it to a store, go in and pick up something that I wanted, make it to my movie, and still got there before the previews. With with children, you can't you can't do you can't get out the door on time. Like it's impossible. And as soon as you walk out the door, somebody's got to use the bathroom. Somebody forgot something. You know, oh, did you brush your teeth? No, I forgot to brush my teeth. It's seven o'clock at night. Why haven't you brushed your teeth yet? It's you know the, what, Kalai? I think for the the next Resident Evil, Resident Evil Nine, that for the deluxe edition, they should do like a you know you get three kids for three days DLC in your house because that would be far more terrifying to you know people without kids than any sort of game they could make. You ain't lying. So. You can have mine. <laughs> he knows what's that. You see, you still got you and Joe still got your young ones. So like it's it's a lot more difficult whenever they're not self sufficient. At least mine are at the age now where it's like if they don't like something or if they're they're hungry, I don't I don't have to stop. You can go make your own sandwich. It's like you, yeah, you you will be fine. You can wipe your own butt now. <laughs> so, Amazing um, how different our lives are, Daryl. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I got one more and then I'm gonna, I'm just kinda I'm gonna pass it off. So, so, um, I, I was here with the animals. The kids were all out, you know, in Florida at the theme parks. With my wife and my uh, brother and um, my sister-in-laws, all that stuff. So everybody's living it up, having a good time, shutting down the parks, they said. So I'm here with the dogs, and I go take a shower. I don't even take a 15-minute shower. I come Whoa, back. Oh, hang on. I've got a subscription service to this website, and I got blocked last time I was on it. So <laughs> only easy with where com. this goes. That's right. No, I, I gave up the OnlyFans. I, I just I turned the camera off this time. So I, I, I go, I take a real, I take a quick shower. I get downstairs and the dogs have busted into one of the kids' rooms, tore up some action figures, swallowed a bunch of limbs, and then are proceeding to vomit in the floor. Like the, the chewed up action figures. Sorry, I'm I like, thought this story was going to end. The dog hasn't been able to look me in the eye for the last week. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. No, that, I'll, I'll save that story for later. But, uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, what is this crap? And so I, and not having kids is one privilege. That was one thing. But then having to take care of their animals while they're gone, that sucked. That was a whole other thing. So it was definitely interesting. CJ, man, how have you been? You haven't been on the show in a while. Tell us what's been going on with you. Yeah, no, I've been good. I sort of, um, well, when we spoke last time, I was coming off my six-month sabbatical of working from home, basically. And then uh, we took uh, the way the holidays work and stuff with uh, here, it took sort of like, almost three months off or so uh, and just traveled a little bit just around Australia because couldn't go anywhere else. Uh, well, now we can, I think, but uh, only just. But, yeah, no, it was, it's been really good or whatever. And then the last sort of two months, I suppose, month and a half, uh, been back at work and very stressful, Daryl, when, you, when you've worked from home for like six months, uh, loosely, um, going back in again and being around people and just around a normal schedule is kind of weird. And so I haven't necessarily been gaming a huge amount, I think, but we sort of decided to take holidays again, all well, the way our holidays work have come up. And I have three weeks off now to reacclimatize to normal mm. humanity, I suppose. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit of an adjustment because I think last time I spoke to you was like 
was getting to the end of this like massive like solitary period where it's really just the two of us and maybe family we hadn't seen a lot of people um just the way things were here the way the government was and stuff so it's been awesome just to be back to being like a bit of a normal person i suppose and doing normal stuff which i know the rest of the world continued to do well except for china and australia but uh you know now we're we're like the rest of the world a bit so, which is good what well, that's that's very good that's very good Kalai, you said you've been out day drinking like a real Southerner. How have you been? I'm doing really good. Uh, it's kind of nice to be back on the podcast on a more full-time schedule. Like I felt really bad that I haven't been able to make it because of everything that's been going on in my life. So here's to hoping I come back a lot more. Get to hear go. me on the podcast. Here's to hoping we don't keep up with that McPherson Priestley name. There you go. That's right. That. <laughs> All right, Joe, how you been? Uh, I've been good. I mean, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. I just got back from Boston on uh, last uh, Saturday, and that was fun. I was there for three days for work, and then when I got back, I got like super sick, which was super shitty and super awesome at the same time. Because when I'm yeah, sick, how's your butt? My butt <laughs> feels good right now. Did not feel good on Sunday and Monday. Uh, I forgot about that. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I played a shit ton of video games. I like I beat like five games in like three days. So I was smashing shit left and right. It was all, well, smash your shit in the toilet and smash your shit on my PlayStation. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> not actual shit on my PlayStation. That'd be gross. Uh, and, a wa- and a waste of six hundred dollars, but. <laughs> but- <laughs> but I got I got a lot of things down, which was nice. Um, food food was one of them for the first time in three days. <laughs> Jeez, but I, but I had a good time. I mean, the Mets have been doing great. So start of the baseball season. So. Well, no, no, let's not talk about that, dude. They're doing awesome. Sucks to be a Phillies fan, doesn't it? It does. Well, sucks to suck. Um, oh, so yeah, said. and AW is still the greatest promotion. So you know, things there are great. Go. There are you great. go. AEW is definitely killing it. So, Zach, have I hit you up yet? Have you? Have you? No, no, we have not. All right. Have you uh, I have. I, I've been. I've been really tired. This is my first weekend I've had off in like three weeks. Like actually off, not working at all. So I am happy to be here, even though technically today was a big old hogwash. But now, now I finally, I finally get to talk to CJ. Everybody's been saying, "Hey, talk to CJ." You can, you can call him on Discord. And I was just That's like, right. "Yeah, we'll wait." And then CJ comes on the podcast, so here we are. Yeah, this guy makes me a little bit nervous because I know he's played more than five minutes of the games he's going to talk about. So he's just going to line me up and call out my bullshit today, which will be excellent. <laughs> as as I'm playing one of my pledges right now. There you go. Hey, I've been I've been five five minutes to death today, so we, <laughs> you won't be alone. That's for sure. So, all right, guys. Well, like I said, this is Loot Bros Podcast. We're going to talk about games, and what I like to do if you know, if it works out you know, is each quarter to get together in a capacity like we're going to do today, similar to how CJ and I did in December of last year, and kind of do a recap of games we've already played. Um, maybe again, you know, obviously the stuff we've recently played, but maybe highlight things that we might might have glossed over or revisited. And didn't really give its just due. So I think that when uh, CJ and I sat down back in December and had this, this big meaty conversation, it's like two hours and like 14 minutes or something like that of just games. 
And I was like, man, that was, we covered a lot. And man, I say we, but CJ covered a lot because he played way more than I did. And this time, this today is not going to be any, any different because you guys have all played more than I have. Uh, maybe with the exception of Clyde, just because of the circumstances. But before we get too, oh snap! Before we get too deep into all that, let's go ahead and knock out the backlog beatdown, the leaderboards. Let's do some community questions to get us all riled up, and then we're just gonna rip loose and start talking about games. So, Zach, do you have the backlog beatdown? I mean, I mean the leaderboards accessible. I do. I have the leaderboards accessible as we speak. All right. So, do we want to start? You know what, CJ, I'll let you pick. You want to start with the I'm styling on you leaderboards? You want to start with the true trophies leaderboard? Oh, let's go with the I'm styling on you because he's going to make us all feel bad and inadequate with his massive, yeah, massive score. All right. So in first place, I'm styling on you, bro, as always, with 88,040 achievement points. <laughs> Goodness. He is, <laughs> he is like torn into something. Something's going to come loose in this guy because he is like just nasty right now. I don't, I don't, think, he, I don't think he works. How do you walk around with that big of an e penis in your in your pants? <laughs> He's got to have someone come around and drag it for him, like a like a bride with with the the friggin' veil. I mean, so is that, tr- the, is that the, tricky? The, shop? the train. Does <laughs> tricky walk around holding his e penis for him? There you go. It- He's uh, if if I can indulge for a second, he's actually doing this um uh, 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 I forget what they call it. Uh, it's a gamer score competition anyway. Um oh GSL gamer score league on xboxachievements.org. dot uh, yeah that's it not the not the other one. Uh, so he's doing it for a month with his his partner in crime and partner in real life I believe too. And so there are th- that's the reason why they're putting up these ridiculous scores because there's a a whole group of teams trying to make the most score in a month or whatever. But the way he's going, he's going to make more score in like a month than I've made in like five years on that thing, which is insane. <laughs> that is- well, well, don't get ahead of yourself. You know, you're in second place. Yeah. <laughs> With 3,785 achievement points. That's a bit of a drop. It's, yeah. it's a bit of a, like an 85,000 achievement point difference. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> And we got JT in second, and excuse me, in third place uh, with 1,015 achievement points. Now I'm going to put a pin in JT. We're going to come back to him because I've Uh-oh. got something I want to share. When you're done with both those leaderboards, <coughs> oh, okay. Uh, in fourth place, we got Sadik with 720 achievement points, and then in fifth place, yours truly with 315 achievement points. Playing, yeah. playing my oh. pledges. It's such an awesome feeling to beat Sadik. That guy is a bit of a machine when Stalin's not going off, and he's always got his 3,000 or whatever, and I can only muster like 1,500. So it's wonderful, wonderful to squash him down the bottom of the boards a bit. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) I don't know this, Sadik, but I'm glad. (laughs) No, I keep hearing you read out his name before, you know, this last two weeks of madness, and, like, he's always at the top, and I'm like, who is this guy, you know? Doesn't he know his place in the world? What's he doing? There you go. (laughs) I, I love what I really do. And I mean this genuinely. I love when we get like this, these new, you know, trophy and achievement hunters that just show up on the leaderboard. And it's like, oh, not only is it a new name, so that's awesome. That means that things are growing. People are listening and people are getting involved. Um, because, you know, a large portion of our show each and every week is just things to do with the community. And so, uh, and so I love when people are joining and people are getting involved. And then whenever they come in and just really drop that mega D on the leaderboard, it's like, I'm not just here to, to you know, be a, have my name read out. I'm here because I want to friggin' take ownership of whatever is happening right here. That's, mm. that's awesome. And he's like, I, I don't know him at all, but I looked up his profile a while ago and he has like seven or 800,000 gamer scores. So he's obviously a, a serious player or something, but. 
There yeah. you go. It's good to see him put in his place at least for one week. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably come down next week and drop 140Ks. Like, uh, oh, dude, you done called him out now. So <laughs> I, I expect to, to hear from Sadik, and I also expect to be uh, for him to take that, uh, that, leader, that leaderboard next week. So the gauntlet has been thrown. Let's do this. You know what he'll do? He'll come on next week and he'll be Sadak on the PlayStation with like 2,000 trophies. He'll just silence it all. <laughs> silence it all. <laughs> uh, there you go. So what else you got, Zach? Uh, I got our true trophies leaderboard. In first place, we got uh, the affectatious donk himself with 407 trophies. There we go. There see, we go. see, see. You're, you're first place on one so board. There's a least. lot of trophies in Ghostwire Tokyo, isn't there? Jeez, I didn't realize there were that many. Uh, your last <laughs> one was in Babylon's Fall. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my God! Oh, yeah. that thing. Yes, <laughs> this is why CJ is the best of us. How <laughs> many people in the world paid full price for that game? Put your hands up. I wonder, <laughs> dude. I think it was, I think I heard on a podcast the other day that the Steam concurrent players was ten. Last week or something like that? Uh, we'll definitely talk about that game later. Oh, I can't oh, wait. I can't wait. In second place, we got Redbeard Rick with 93 trophies. There you go. There you go. Well, don't you guys worry. Redbeard Rick and his son, James the Nerd, are going to be uh, tied up watching the Lord of Rings trilogy, so we all get a bit of a reprieve from them dropping points on us in the backlog beatdown. That's what you so. think. <laughs> I called him out earlier, so. Uh, third place, we got uh, the Loot Bros on Mr. TMNT84 with 58 trophies. Yeah. Oh, okay, 58's not well, bad. Yeah, not playing any of his pledge games. Um, Ooh. <laughs> he, he has the most pledge games out of all of us, and he's not playing any oh, of them. I am playing them. Just what are not, you playing? not right now. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I put percentages for how far I am through each of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. I, you know what? I didn't you know help what, you on Zach, the leaderboard, so Zach. You know what? I don't think that uh, you got a whole lot of room to talk with this one because for for <laughs> y'all's race to a hundred, you're getting spanked. I know. So I gotta it's come. In, I gotta come I in. Really bad boy habit of not. I have a really bad habit of like playing a game like God of War. I'm like maybe an hour from finishing. Oh, really bad habit of like of like playing games and then leaving them. How many games you finished? Six. Seven. Ooh, ooh. Seven. It says a lot about Seven. a game that you can't even be asked to finish the last hour. It's just like I've done. I can't. I can't put any more time into this game. Well, I played. I played it so much. Like I, th- I think I sat down. That that was when we did our five hour long podcast with Tricky, <laughs> and I played it for five hours straight while listening to Tricky talk. Now every time I play God of War, all I hear is Tricky's voice. Uh, okay, that's instead enough. of instead of boy, <laughs> he hears. Uh, uh, you, no one knows who Naughty Dog is. <laughs> Capcom's not even a developer. Capcom's not a developer. Ah. Roman Reigns is the did best I, did WWE I tell you, Zach, champion I got a code for this game six months before the game was even made. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, dude, I got I to gotta bust Tricky's balls for a little bit on this one. So the other Neil day, Druckmann sent me a copy. Neil, yeah, the other day he was talking about how he's, he got his Horizon Zero Dawn. Um code or whatever he got that review code and then and zach i mean zach uh, alex called him out he goes yeah you got a review code but you never did a review for it and then he and then he was like i mean i submitted my review for another website not my own because i got it for from a friend (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was like he was like don't be messing up our relationships oh doing that that was it that was a great episode what a turd (laughs) okay so uh i wanted to kind of pop this in real fast because our good friend that one steven seagal sent me a message earlier 
where he has been straight slaying on one of the leaderboards. Well, fine. I won't. I, I won't finish our leaderboards then. That's right. You're not going to because I forget. So here we go. The Loot Bros official Steam leaderboard. You guys remember that one? Nope. That that still exists. Yeah, well, okay, so you know we quit we quit calling it out because the only two people on it are Kalai and T Bird. That's it. <laughs> well, so there's five people on it right now, but and there's there's it's updating score and it finally took my score away from me because remember this is like what two years ago we were reading this one out, but it wouldn't ever change like it wouldn't update. So the Alpha Seagal, uh, Mr. JT, has 35,142 Steam achievement points. I thought that site just tracked your red tube hours. Does that actually track other things too? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a second. That, that might be the last thing he was playing. <laughs> He's going to be raw and chafed. Raw and chafed. Sir. Super hentai girls boxing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that site. Uh that's so funny. But yeah, so so JT did top a leaderboard. It just it wasn't one we've been reading out. So I think maybe we should probably get trying to incorporate that one back into the mix and see if it's updating correctly. Yeah, I took a stab at it, remember? I mean, it's been a long time, so we can definitely do it. So I know you all you PC nerds want to read your little Steam Chiefs out. But, uh, go ahead and finish Zach. I I just uh my hands were free. I had to go ahead and rent it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fourth place. He he he's back from the dead. We got the grounded gamer with Ooh. 27 trophies. He's dead. He's bad. dead again. He's back to work. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, he was playing Elden Ring, so good for him. Yeah, we were playing it together. Well, not oh, together. Well, like he was watching me die a lot, and then he was playing it. There you go. And then I don't feel like reading off fifth place, so we're just going to skip fifth place. There you go. <laughs> fifth, unfortunately, fifth place is tricky, Mick, with 19 trophies. Yeah, we can stop at three. It's good. Uh, no, I'll stop uh, at How four. many games has he beat this year? Like two? Three? Uh, three? Three? I think three. Yeah, he's beat. Yeah, it was three last time we talked. He only has two Platinums this year. Yeah, but it's much harder on PlayStation 5 because you don't have the save states you have on those uh, those retro <laughs> games that he, he likes. <laughs> Plus, yes. isn't he keeping with the, I'm not going to play any uh, spam rats bands or something? Yeah, so Allegedly. he doesn't have any games to play. I'm waiting for Allegedly. him to start replaying all the shit he beat like five years ago. He's like, I'm going to beat Mario again and Legend of Zelda, Wand of Gamelon. Yeah. And uh, Hannah Montana and Hannah Montana. Yes, Wanda Gamelon is that shitty uh, 3DO game. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! So now nah, he's been playing that new Lego game. So we gotta give him some credit where credit's due. What credit? So, oh, he beat the Lego game. So now, oh, he yeah, so he, now yeah, he's at four. Yep. There you go. So, Congratulations, Tricky. He did it! Yay! So all right, uh, Kalai backlog beatdown. You ready to rock and roll? I am. Let's get it. I made sure to update it uh, before we came today, so I'll update it. We have Ed J3DG at 46 points. Killing it. CJ at 44. Killing it. Redbeard Rick at 40. Okay. Gareth Davis at 32. Daryl and JT are tied at 30. That's getting ready to change, JT. You're going down, son. I'm, I'm going sell- for the top. I'm selling you bros 21. Next is Joe, but his doesn't count yet because apparently he's just not updating his stuff. 
Yeah, well, if, he can, if, he, if he can't be bothered to update, we can't be bothered to read it out. You know what I'm saying? True. Then Zachary Leftford at 13, Alex at hey. 11, James the Nerd, Jared and Tricky at 10, Homer oh, yeah. gets stuffed at 9, Corey at 9, though I guess he's not updating his stuff either. He doesn't want to add his stuff. No, the Builder's at 8. Wow. He would be farther, but all this boy's been playing is like Dead by Daylight and a couple games, you know, that like don't really end. So <clears throat> he's working on Elden Ring now too. So that, that'll be a point eventually. I yield to no one is at six. Matthew Mulladane is at five. T-Bird's at four. James McCall's at three. 42J is at two. Uh, so is John Michael Smart. I guess he just stopped playing games again. Well, he's uh, been playing Cyberpunk, so I would stop playing games too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at two. Levi's at two. Spider practice at two. Wow, it's Brandy. Is it two? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so hopefully we'll be playing some games soon. So wow, is Brandy going to have at least four or five points? Dude, wow, it's Brandy needs her own Twitch channel. Seriously, <laughs> dude, she's been begging me to start a podcast with her. So uh, we're we're gonna do something. We just can't figure it out. I ha- I keep I keep asking her, "What do you want to do? What do you want to talk about?" And I told her that CJ had pitched the idea about us uh, like uh, reviewing, um, or maybe it was you, Joe. One of y'all would pitch the idea of us reviewing reality TV shows. It was me and Zach. <laughs> okay, okay, there it was. So she was like, "So I told her that like y'all had someone had pitched that, and she laughed but didn't say no." Which I don't really want to do that, but if <laughs> it would be funny, just because my, my wife's pretty pretty funny, I think. So who knows? Who freaking knows? But or she can just talk like really nasty nurse stuff, and I can just like be the the lame and weird person that doesn't really know what's going on. And I did have this idea too about um, like dispelling like old wives' tales, like medical wives' tales. Cause sometimes you'll like, there's stuff that you think, you know, and you'll say it because you've always heard it. And then my wife will just straight shut it down, make you sound stupid, but then explain the really nasty version of like, whatever it is that you think, you know, and not only does it ruin what you think, you know, but then you're grossed out because what you now know is far worse than what you thought. So. I, I'm going to tread carefully here, but you seeing you've opened the door, we'll have to go down this line. I have a, a good friend, uh, another musician whose wife is a like a nurse as well, or ER nurse or something. She's been all sorts of things. And anyway, she occasionally works on a Saturday night and uh, she gets photos that she sends to him and then, of course, is shared around or whatever, the pub, you know, the following Friday of <laughs> objects that are inserted into In people's people. butts. Yes. Yep. Does, does your wife come home with these one? But it's, it's amazing what they, what, what, what's up there. So my wife is a labor and delivery nurse. She only oh. does women's services. Oh. So no, no, uh, b-hole pictures, uh, ever make just it out. Just of... babies and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do hear stories because her other nurses and the nurses she works with, they, they have either done the ER or work in the ER. And the amount of things that you hear about getting stuck in people's butts is astronomical. And, the the stories they tell at the dinner table when we're all sitting around or we're playing cards or something, it's wild. And the amount of older men that get random things stuck in their butts is is pretty alarming. <laughs> I just tripped on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that got in there. 
<laughs> but apparently, apparently, there's a certain threshold to where at, 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 you're behind becomes a vacuum. So uh, apparently, that you go past that threshold, you just there's no holding back. So. I tell you what, if I you just, don't get that I, red tube sponsorship by now, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a guy on TikTok that his whole entire thing was, uh, it was an actual, uh, it was a cop. You guys know any thought about this? He's like, listen, guys, if you wake up with somebody else's pants on, please check for guns, knives, and any other paraphernalia. That just made because of all the excuses they get at the ER for that. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I am. I am sure, dude. That was one. My my brother-in-law. He's a uh, he's a cop, and he the stories he tells about just the people he comes in contact with, and the way he he he's he's really funny. This dude's hilarious. But like he showed me a picture one day. He's like, "Yeah, this this is the first guy I ever arrested. I had to arrest him again today. It was like the thirteenth or fourteenth time. He was under a bridge doing some kind of crazy stuff. But then he'll tell the story like it's like a like it's super poetic and it's almost like this is this all this milestone in his his and this dude's relationship. This is like, yep, this is the first guy I ever arrested. We got to hang out today. And I spear tackled him in front of the police car and." It's it's just, they have the wildest stories, man. It's it's so crazy. So there's definitely something to do there, but <clears throat> we're not going to do that here. So let's head on over to our community questions. We got a couple good ones. So I hope you guys are ready and have some good answers queued up. If I could open my freaking iPad, what is this trash? All right. Matt G writes in and says, what are your thoughts on emulation and what it's doing to try and preserve gaming history when companies like Nintendo are doing everything they can to destroy it? He's got more questions, uh, but I kind of want to stop right there for a minute. What do you guys think about um, emulation in the, uh, in the sense of game preservation? We'll start with, yeah, go ahead, Clive. I think it's really important. Uh, because a lot of us like to replay those games. I mean, Joe and I were just talking about how he replays games instead of playing his newer games. Mm. And mm. to be perfectly honest, with we're now almost to the third generation of, of uh, people that haven't actually played those games. Yeah, I mean, it's... There's a lot of stuff out there that uh, that, that doesn't exist anymore. So, um, as far as emulation to you know save games, I, I've never I've heard it ref, re, you know, phrased that way before. Excuse me, but it's never really been like when I think about emulation, I think about emulation to to steal games. So I've never really considered you know uh, the good that can come from preserving it just from having that code available, but. Um, there's so many games that don't exist anymore. And I was thinking about this. I was talking to my kids the other day. We were downloading a bunch of stuff on the iPads. And I was like, man, you know, I bought one of the reasons why I'm an Apple person. And this, we, this is an Apple family. is not only the integration between all the devices, but like the library. I've been with Apple since the first iPhone. So I've ha- I had iPods. I got all this music I've bought, music videos. You know, because back in the day, buying music videos was the thing. And and then it's like all the games and the apps and stuff. And I remember there being some very cool side scroll beat 'em up um, Spider Man games that I bought. And there were Resident Evil games like Resident Evil Four, 
There's a version of that that was on iOS. Um, there was a Resident Evil Mercenaries that was that there was an iOS version, and there was even before iOS was a thing. There were um, like remake ish kind of mobile versions of the first Resident Evil game, and you know those things are gone now. Like those achievements, the booyah. If they don't, if you don't have a a device with them loaded on there, you know that was never updated. Those are gone. Like. I can't go in my library anymore and download any of those games. And, and, and even the things that you could download, if you, you know, upgrade your iOS you know, software to a certain point, those are no longer you know, available to play. So I guess, you know, we do need some sort of system to where you can access this stuff. You know, and I guess if emulation is that system, then I think it's a good thing. What do you think, CJ? Uh, I don't really play retro games, so I, I don't really, really know, to be honest with you. So it doesn't it doesn't bother me because I'm so old that I hardly have time to play the game one time, let alone go back to it. So, <laughs> But, you know, I know it's for, for yourself, Kali, probably for Zach as well, you you know, you play these sort of games. So it's probably far more, I'm far more interested to hear what you think on it, yeah. All right, what about you, Zach? So for me, uh, as a content creator and not just that uh, as as like you said the younger one um i do enjoy older games but getting access to those games is a little bit more difficult with where i with where i'm at in life so if i have the chance to play like an old nintendo 64 game that i've never played before or play an old nintendo game that i've never played before you know i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna jump on that because yet would i like to support the person that made the game yes but in today's society, there is you can't do that. It's not like we can do now where, for example, 2K22 came out and they did a really good job and I supported 2K and bought the game now. That money went directly to the person that made the game. Now, if I wanted to buy, let's say, I don't know, Super Mario and the Lost World on Nintendo, uh, that money is just going to a third party anyways. So... If I want it in the future for my collection, cool. But if I can just emulate it and play it, then why not? What about you, Jeb? Um, I mean, I grew up in a time when emulation was very huge. Like when people were emulating like Nintendo and Super Nintendo for like the first time. And it was like the most glorious thing. We're like SNES 9X and all all those like programs back on the computer when like your computer had to do this like... <laughs> Oh my gosh! The modems. <laughs> That's so. And then funny. your mom would pick up the phone like, "Mom, I'm downloading oh. Super Nintendo game. Shut that shit off." <laughs> you can call Aunt Rachel later. Oh my gosh, dude! That's, that's so. Trying many to times. download Earthbound. I'm on Napster trying to download the new El Nino CD. Stop. Yo, POD just released a new single. I know. Fundamental elements. I gotta have this. <laughs> I will not be cool tomorrow if I don't listen to this song. Dude, that's the best. <laughs> uh, so what's here's my question then. And Joe, Kali, you guys can probably uh, weigh in on this better than most of us. What exactly is going on with Nintendo that warranted such a uh, such a question? Are they doing something else to get rid of games? Or is it just the... Nah, the, people are just pricks. <laughs> like... <laughs> They don't. They don't want to pay for Nintendo games, and Nintendo doesn't want to give them to us anymore because they don't want to let us do virtual consoles. So I mean, it's it's a battle with Nintendo right now because they don't want to give people what they want, which is just to be able to piecemeal. Like everyone's like, oh well, Nintendo needs a gaming service where 
they give everything for free. And then when they do that and they don't give people the games that they want, then everybody bitches and complains. Yeah. People like people don't understand that the only reason Microsoft is able to do what they have they are doing right now is because they are Microsoft people. They're not yeah. a gaming division. They have a gaming division, but that's not what they are. They are Microsoft. They have more money than anybody on the planet. That's besides like tax money. Besides like four people. Like it, it's you can't compete with that buying power. They can do whatever they want. It's it's nice that their gaming division is finally where it should be because when you have that much money, there's no excuse to not put it into your divisions and make your gaming division the best it could possibly be. But it, it took a lot of ass whoopings to wake up and be like, hey, we don't want to get our ass whooped anymore. Let's just buy everything. But not everybody else can do that. So like Nintendo has the luxury of having such a massive back catalog of games people actually want to play. But Nintendo is just a bunch of assholes and they don't want to let people play it like play them even if they want to give them money for it it just makes no sense to me like it's like weird nintendo decisions that's what they call them on kind of funny it's like it's like oh man they made another w uh another uh was it uh yeah uh, wnd another weird nintendo decision and it's that's what they do constantly they just make these weird ass decisions where they're like well we're gonna have a nintendo online service but we're not actually gonna put any games you want to play on there just gonna be a bunch of garbage and we'll throw you a donkey kong country every now and then Oh, here's some Mario Kart tracks to keep you guys happy. But uh, here's some old ass Nintendo game that five of you owned when you were like five. And they mm. want people to be happy with that. And they're not. So people are going out and emulating all their stuff and stealing it because they're trying to vote with their wallets, but they're doing it in the wrong way. If you don't want the Switcher to be successful or the eShop to be successful, stop buying games on it. Don't buy the 17th version of Mario. Don't buy, you know, I don't know. It's. I don't know. I'm I'm just a, a scorned Nintendo fan at this point because I want Virtual Console back and I know it's never coming back. Like I would like to just buy games a la carte and not have to be sucked into a subs- subscription service. I get it. I get it. I get it. So can, emulation is one of the. Can I? Throw oh, sorry. Let, oh, one, one second, CJ. I got one more point. But emulation is the best thing to ever happen to games because it makes gaming available to people who can't afford to game, and whether that's a crime them to be able to steal games like i understand they're stealing but not everybody in the world can afford to play video games it's a very expensive hobby and i know people are like well you understand it's an expensive hobby coming in don't you blah blah blah. like i get people like jt tell me well why don't you just own all three consoles okay why don't you buy me the other two or the other one that i don't have yep i don't i'm in that boat and I and it's and people are like well you're bland, you're a brand loyalist you're you're blind you have blind faith in Sony you don't, you don't care you hate Microsoft because you're just a blind Sony loyalist no I just hit I just hitched my wagon to one console and I bit and I built a massive collection of games and I'm not just gonna scrap that and then knowing my mentality of buying games I'm gonna go out and buy 700 Xbox games because I can't stop myself from doing that so I just need to stick with one brand. Well, the good thing it, for you is, Joe, there aren't 700 Xbox games. So, Well, there's not 700 <laughs> good ones, but there is well, 700. What were you going to say, CJ? Uh, I just think it's funny because like, often when I hear about this topic talked about you know, on other podcasts and things, it's always from the gamer perspective, which you know, obviously it should be. They're all gamers. You're all gamers. But the, the, like, the other interesting thing for me, I suppose, because I don't play these type of games, is, is the preservation side, which... You know, I wonder, like, it, it, the problem with classifying video games as art is that most art that we think of as art is freestanding. Like, once it's created, it will exist after the fact. 
And the problem, the reason you need emulation is a lot of these things you're talking about, they can't exist after the fact. They're, they're of a time because of the, the way they were built with the, the machines or whatever the power available. And so, you know, it's very clear from listening to you talk and from uh, hearing other people that Sony, Nintendo and Microsoft, they're a business and the emulation they're providing is for financial gain and more so than perhaps preserving anything. And I know there is some digital private library that's trying to, you know, save all these games or whatever, but but until, you know, you, you, I don't see how you can really classify, like it's, it's, a, it's a thought in the side of legitimizing games if you can't show a back catalogue that you can with art like if they could show games from the and i know there are some that exist but if they could show big libraries of games from the 70s 80s 90s show progression show all these things and these things existed you know free of you know they could be played whenever i suppose it would legitimize this whole thing a lot more i think in a lot of people's minds perhaps that aren't just solid gamers and i think the fact that the the three gatekeepers that you know you think would probably have to do this the three big companies they're only going to do it so far as they can make money and so it's just another sign that this is like a it's just a business it's a cash cow whatever and it's maybe not so much art you know it's it's all being driven one way like if they and I know it's a it's a bit of a tangent, perhaps, but if they really cared about the legacy, they would preserve these things and and offer them in a, a fixed state. And I know you have third parties like Evercade doing <clears> it, but it's the actual companies themselves aren't interested in really doing it. And I think that's like it's just interesting, you know. From if you were a non gamer and you see that, it's just like, well, you know, if they can't even be bothered, these things are just flash in the pan. They're only supposed to last a year or two. We can't really take any of this seriously. And I think that's a it's an interesting point to consider. You know, and it's funny, like even the modern stuff. You know, because like well, a lot of times when we talk about emulation, we're talk we we tend to think about old stuff, right? Mm. But <clears throat> like right now, we're living in a day and age where so many games are coming out, you know, online only. Like, look mm. at uh, Gran Turismo. Mm. Like Gran Turismo Sport. Are the servers still on for GT Sport? Or are they already off? No, they're on still. Okay, but they're they're closing soon, correct? I don't think so because so many people are still play that game and it still has a huge following as far as like the gt like sport community goes yeah, but i, I think f- they're, i think they're gonna start switching over to the new game eventually I, say, I feel like i just heard that there's a it's got a the expiration date fairly soon in the coming months but but that's but like using those games just because they're we, we've been talking about them a lot and and like what about preservation for stuff like that like that game when it, when whenever the server shut down but the majority of the game is no good anymore Look like Destiny like, though. Look at Destiny. Like, yeah, these people pour thousands of hours into their characters. This game's gonna be playable forever, or like World of Warcraft. Eventually, it's gonna shut down, and then you'll have nothing to show for like the billion of hours you've played this game. Like, it's just inevitable. Like, I understand buying games digitally. Like, one day I'm not gonna own them because my device is gonna break, and I'm never gonna be able to recover them. And that's just the way it is. Like, I know that on my 3DS. I know that on my Switch. Like, Nintendo or Nintendo doesn't back up your games, like, anywhere anymore. Actually, I think Nintendo does now with the Switch. I think they are backed up on your account. Yeah, they are now because you can download but, again. But for years, they weren't. So, like, <laughs> if your 3DS broke, you were shit out of luck. Well, that and, too, with the 3DS, it, it, you didn't have to have, like, a designated central plat like, a profile. Like you could create almost like a dummy profile and buy a game and lock it to a DS. And if that DS died, you just didn't have access to it anymore. That's like, so crazy. Though. When I bought my kids their DSs, I bought that uh, Tamadochi Life or Tamagotchi Life or whatever for my daughter. And then like we lost her 3DS. And so I tried to log into an account that didn't exist, you know, and then Trophy. so. 
long story short, I ended up having to, you know, set up another, you know, um, DS and buy the game a second time because there wasn't like the, the email address that I used to sync everything up didn't have like, I can't remember exactly, but it didn't have like a, like a, a way to re-download the game or there was no proof that with my email address, the only one I use, um, that had an, a Nintendo online account. And so I don't know. I was just like, it, it, and even if it does, it was so difficult and so archaically laid out that I couldn't figure it out to the point where I ended up having to buy a game a second time. And, you know, but, but like when that, when that thing's gone, you know, it's, it's gone. Like that game, we don't have a copy of it. So whenever the Nintendo decides that, you know, those servers don't work anymore, whatever we bought with those machines are, are, are gone. Here's a question for you, like an extension on that. Like I'd be interested in all your opinions. So I think like a lot of these retro games are based on nostalgia and I wonder how much interest there's really going to be with young gamers that are 12 or 13, you know, in 10 years' time playing a lot of these really old games you're talking about. Like I think a reason people collect them, you know, a large reason is because they remember playing them as kids and they have this background in them. But so, you know, those games, you go play a PS2 game today. If you didn't play PS2, it's as rough as shit. You're like... Like this, you yeah. know, no. And, but, you know, now, like the, the difference between PS4 and PS5 games are not huge in that, like, in 10 years' time, I could see people still playing PS4 games and not being like, oh, this is like a PS2 game, you know, equivalent now. So, do you think, like, we're maybe at a start now, maybe from the PS4 generation on, Nintendo equivalent, that maybe these games will be preserved, you know, in 30 years' time, you'll still be able to play a Last of Us 2 or whatever, because maybe you know, we're getting to a point now where the games are starting to look good enough that the next 10 or 20 years, it's not going to be such a massive increase in, in the way the games are that, that, you know, you as a young gamer in 30 years could still, you know, just sort of slide into like a action adventure game from today. And it would feel similar perhaps to what we have. I personally think so. Um, I'd be interested to see what everybody else thinks, but I, I know that like with my kids, especially like they play, they play a wide range of games across different systems. Um, you know, we do, we, we play the Vitas, we play the PSPs, the 3DS the switch, the Xbox, the PlayStation, all that stuff. And, you know, and my, my kids will pull out their, their 3DS and their DSs and play a game every now and again. And, you know, and I can see they still get into it, but like, there is a difference on games that not only look old and, but like they're built on that old, like architecture to where they they just i don't know they run bad they 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 control really bad like it's just there's there's certain there's definitely an era to it and like i'll use an example of a game specifically that i thought my kids would adore and they just had no time for it and that's dino crisis dino crisis is a playstation one game so it well, looks like tank controls though it's tank controls as well and it's it looks like booty now but we were playing it on a ps3 you know it's, it plays it's like booty it's got tank controls. Well, <laughs> see, that's I the agree. Whole point. <laughs> but see, back then, tank controls were everywhere. It wasn't oh. just Resident Evil style survival horrors. Like tank controls was a popular thing, but we've, we've the gaming has evolved mm. so much that, that now that's like a barrier almost too far. And I'm not just saying even with young people, just using them as an example though. But like, there's grown friggin' adults that might have skipped those games that came from the tank control era that can't go back. So. Like me. Yeah. Hmm. So, so what do you think, Cly? What do you think about like games? 
you know, is are we at a point now where games will not age out as bad, or or are retro gamers just retro gamers? And if you're not, you're not. I come from an era where we had those classic arcade games, and to me, those classic arcade games will never go out of style. I mean, how many times do you want to put quarters in and play Pac Man? Till this day, you can still find Pac Man machines. Never. <laughs> you let me play ninja turtles i'll do it i'm not paying for it because i'm spoiled at this point like there's so many other medias to play that for free like i would never never i'm I'm, yeah i feel like this generation's jaded they don't want to pay for things especially like people like it's funny because now going forward everyone wants to be like game pass i'll just wait for it to go on game pass like i can't wait for sony people in six months to be like i'll just wait for it to come to playstation plus yeah that's what's gonna become that already happened yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, I hear Yield say it like every week on the show. Yeah, I don't buy new games. I'll just wait for them to come cheap. And then Tricky always complains. Well, you're not sporting the developers. You're not going to get sequels. Tricky, they know whether the game's going to get a sequel before it goes out the door. Dude, do you guys based ever, on pre-sales, you can tell if they're going to make a sequel. Or something you guys like ever listen to the Xbox podcast, um, the, Xbox, uh, the X1 Bros? No. Uh, no. There's an Xbox podcast called the X1 Bros. And it's like, I think it's two brothers and like a half brother or two brothers and like a really close friend. Um, but they've all kind of grown up together and, and played games together. It's uh it's one it's very positive and uplifting. They're that's they're funny dudes. Um, you know, they they don't sit around and complain about how everything in the in the industry sucks. Like they usually kind of highlight the things that are great. But even then, like these guys are all about, you know what I'm saying, like getting games and trying all these new games and speaking positive about the games and all this stuff. And then just, I was listening to it this past week and it's like, yeah, the new uh, Lego game is so good. They just spent all this time talking about like all the great things that like it did to improve it. And they're like, unfortunately it wasn't on game pass. I had to buy this one. <laughs> and, and it, and it wasn't anything meant by it, you know, like they weren't trying to be like any kind of way. But that's the, it's mentality. that's just the new that's the new mentality now. That's it's going to be like that for PlayStation. You know, it's 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 been like that for Game Pass. I mean, and that's that's a pro and a con. You know, like that's a pro because that means the service is good enough and people are bought in enough to where they're like, oh, dude, yeah, I I, I know that my service is going to get the new things and it's going to I can wait and you know I've got plenty to play and, and blah, blah blah whatever. Yeah, but it also it's also. You know, it's a sad thing because that's the new that's the new news. Like no, oh, Jimmy Ryan's never mind. gonna let that happen. He already said it. He's like, We're not putting games on here for free. We're not doing day and, we're not doing day and date. We don't believe in it. Worldwide Jimmy Ryan. We believe that our products stand on their own and they do not need to be given away for free. Yeah, well he, he talks out both sides of his mouth, so we'll see. Well, hey, yeah. Hey anymore. CJ, I think they need to hear the the, the correct <laughs> statement here. <laughs> Which is and Phil, we trust. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> I just, I, I, like I just like that. Was it the other week or whatever? But it's all over the internet. It's you know, fuck Microsoft Game Pass, ruining the, ruining the industry. Oh my God, Sony's got a Game Pass. It's amazing. Well, and then yeah. Sony are putting their first party games on because you know they're sensible. It's because the only thing they have left they can sell is the real reality of it. But you know, it's like uh, I don't know. I think I think Sony's in. Well, I don't want to go there anyway. But. No, but like Joey. Oh no, 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 we're gonna go there now because you brought it up. So, so, oh, no. so you said it's the only thing question. they can sell. Hold on, you said it's the only <laughs> thing they can sell because Microsoft can't sell anything. They had to create Game Pass. 
No, I, Sony won't put their first party. Like, I don't, how much I don't, because I haven't looked into it because I don't have as much money as Americans do, so I can't afford it anyway, most likely. But is the PS now tops, you know, the top service, like Jim Ryan comes and bends you over once a week, you know, for fun. Like the top level of games for that, is that the same price as a year of Game Pass or is it less? Um, uh, so it's, it's, it's $120 a year. Or seventeen ninety nine a month, so it would be the equivalency of Game Pass Ultimate. Well, I think it's um, more. Isn't Ga- Game Pass it, like fifteen? If you, if you buy, pay by the month, if you pay for Game Pass for a full year, it is a hundred dollars. I think it's a flat hundred dollars if you buy the prepaid code. If you pay for it monthly, it's fifteen. It's fourteen ninety nine. So it's still cheaper. Yeah, both ways. Yeah, so this is going to be more expensive without any day one games from Sony, and it's so it's going to be third party game. Well, it's going to let's be honest, it's going to be a lot of no. old shitty games that they put on there, and a handful sure. of you know decent things that are probably already on Game Pass anyway. So, so, so Game Pass Ultimate for a year is one hundred seventy nine dollars. Like that now, makes, I don't. I don't that makes I, no sense. It, fourteen. So it's fourteen ninety nine, right? So you right you that, buy that. that oh, that's one hundred eighty dollars yeah. a year. Oh, right, so the, the top the top tier of PlayStation Plus is seventeen ninety nine, and that's going to be two fifteen a year. So, but or you can buy it by the year, and it's one twenty. Well, well, even if they're within like twenty or thirty dollars, they're, they're basically similar price range. So you're getting Correct. less with the PlayStation one than you're getting with the Game Pass one. You're getting less when when it comes to I guess day and date style things, but you're getting more games. Like it'll, it'll be substantially more games. Yeah, but you can whack but, on six hundred shitty games that no one ever touches, and you've got more. Like that's not an achievement. Well, like these well, services, you don't need more. You need quality. Is. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Right. Well, I mean, Microsoft's is, not putting out quality either, so I don't know. What well, they're putting out third hey, party hey. games. Yeah. The, well, they've got um, they've got that Dungeons and Drag. Oh no, Dungeon. No, wait, that was that was a bad game. That was broken. Hang on. No, they got Halo Infinite. Oh, dang. No, that one was bad, too, because that one was, didn't come out with everything. What is that other game they got that was really that was really good? Forza Horizon 5? Oh, yeah, they got that one. <laughs> like, well, the issue is going to be, like, the thing is, like, anyone who's, like, a sort of hardcore gamer and only plays Sony is going to get it. Like, that's this just what will happen. That's what happens with Microsoft. But it'll be more interesting to see what people play that play on both do. You know, if you have access to, to both systems... You know, it'll take a while, but one of them will turn out to be better value, I suppose. And if you have both, I wonder which one you'll you'll choose to have. You know, down the track. I mean, yeah, I, I will uh, do the same thing I'm doing now. I will pay for both, not use either, <laughs> and then just make jokes about them on Netflix the show. Effect. <laughs> well, well, we talked about it, and the one thing that that really bugs me is the fact that you can't buy PS now separately because. So now I stand to if I don't start stocking up on PS Now subscriptions now, yeah, then I'm going to end up paying more every month, and I don't need PlayStation Plus. I don't have a PlayStation. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Well, I'm well, interested I'm to see how they more. do things for the PS. For what are they going to do for the uh, PS only guys? Like I don't even know how that shakes out. Yeah, because yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm going to pay more a month. I'm paying ten dollars a month now for PS Now. And now I'm going to go to paying, what, $17 a month for mm-hmm. one thing that I'm not going to use ever? 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All of them suck. All the all the <laughs> subscription services suck. There's too many subscription services. It's all in the cloud. When your internet doesn't work, it doesn't. You can't use any of it. So. The the only thing I'll tack on because I know you talked about that a few weeks ago, and I don't think any of us really want to go into the weeds on it. But one of the things that interests me with the Sony one, and I don't think they've said yet. Although if they have, you, you can correct me. But obviously, I've got a ton of games. So so uh, unless it had the first day day ones it's not going to matter for me it's probably not worth it so i'll stay on the low one but what really matters to me is the the sales so you know with the ps plus you get that extra 10 20 30 40 percent sometimes if they lock that under the top one it's probably going to make it viable for me to have the top one just in what i buy because i buy all digital but where they put those sales will be interesting like if they keep that on the lowest one that would be perfect for me but like, I don't know where right. that will be. And I think a lot of high-volume buyers will be in a similar position because they don't really care about the 600 games that are on there. They're going to buy them anyway. But they will go – like, you can save quite a lot of money with that that discount across a year, um, you know, Absolutely. at the level. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. It's very interesting, man. I know I, – I, you know, I, I wish that it was exciting for me because I, <laughs> I just – I buy all the games. I don't play them. I have all the subscription services. I don't use them. And then I sit back and I'm like, what am I going to play or buy next? And then, uh, you know, like I'm the most thing thing I'm most excited about is the fact they're putting PSP games playable, you know? And I just, that's all I've been able to think about. That's the only thing I've heard is like, it's like, Oh, we're going to do this new subscription service, PSP games. What? You sold me. I'm there. So Daryl, what you have is what we like to call an addiction. That's the problem. <laughs> As opposed to everybody else here, Daryl. You're the only one, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I'm just the only one that's got the cojones enough to admit it. So <laughs> I, I didn't see I'm not I'm not telling you guys to show off your Steam libraries or anything like that. So here we I mean you can have my Steam library. It ain't it ain't that big. Yeah, well, that's what she said. Oh all right. Probably. So Heading on back to the uh, community questions, Mr. JT, that one Seagull, leaves us a a real deep, deep deep thinking question here, guys. You ready? Let's do it. He writes in, he says, poop socks, McPoop socks, give me them poop socks. What's the update on those, Daryl? Can we, can we phone a, can we phone a friend? Call, uh, (laughs) call Josh? uh yeah actually i have not gotten an update on the poop sock merchandise yet so uh last thing i got was i got a i got a picture i got a picture of the hand-drawn outline but uh our artist is just he's this big shot comic guy now so i'll try to get him on the show as a matter of fact i was trying to get him on last week um to do some comic stuff and uh, we're working on it so we'll see i'll give you i hopefully i'll have you an update in the in the next couple weeks it's about prob- our merchandise there's probably a limit to how many you can make per day like two three it'd be a really <laughs> good day wouldn't it so <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be something can, i don't know it- joe joe could have made a dozen poop socks the other day <laughs> you have apparently to yeah no, no, I uh, now trophy is it our official oh, mascot the poop sock poopy mcpoop sock is that gonna be our <laughs> official mascot now like are we gonna draw a face on a piece of shit in a sock uh, it's gonna be like Tally. I'm not Tally. Um, uh, what's his Mr. face? Hank, Mr. Hanky, Mr. Hanky, Mr. Hanky Christmas, yeah. Or shit pickle, Mr. Hanky. Oh my god, that's a good PlayStation name. Shit pickle. I reckon. There I reckon, you go. I wonder if you get away with that. You get sued by <laughs> angry, angry video game nerds come after you for that one. That's a good okay, hey, name. Okay. Speaking, speaking of online names, what? Okay. What? what where did Tiny Schlong come from? 
I'm still thinking about shit pickle. You could be in the middle of like a dungeon and FF14 and all shit's hitting the fan. And you're like, what is the shit pickle doing? Everyone would look up and be like, is he me? me? And there's actually a guy called shit pickle. Uh, no, Tiny Schlong is my German. So every racing game, because I play a few racing games, I go by the pseudonym Tiny Schlong. It's my German Mercedes a professional driver. Tiny Schlong. <laughs> you know, don't, don't you have names you use for every style of game you play? Like I always use yes, the same. For yeah, <laughs> the same one. I'm just hoping, like, if I crack it one day, huge in like you know esports, and like Tiny Schlong gets signed to like Mercedes, it'd be awesome. So that was something funny we used to do back in the day with like uh, Halo and games like that, where we would change our name so that it would be like something like somewhat offensive whenever yep. they killed you. So like my my brother. He changed his name to General Ramrod. So, and when it would say like General Ramrod, you know, killed you from behind, or General Ramrod gave you a headshot, or you know, like in different various you know multiplayer games. Um, it's, I, I can't actually, you know, I couldn't think of anything offensive that I wrote, but surely I had some offensive names over the years. But uh, those are those are fun. So yeah, Tiny Schlong, glad to have you, Mister German Racer Guy. So. All right, Diego writes in. He's got a series of three questions for us. These are fun. What are some embarrassing stories that happened to you during your childhood? Has it given you some sort of PTSD when you are reminded of said moment? Kalai, what are some embarrassing stories from your childhood? All right, I feel this is the proper podcast of this story on. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Definitely involves poop. <laughs> Um, I wasn't very popular in high school. Makes this uh, story funnier and even funnier. So, I gotta give you some background. I went to school in a very small town. I was in the same class as the mayor's son. We're the same age, which is very important to the story. Okay. Okay. The other important fact is that my father. And the mayor didn't get along. The mayor didn't like my father's business. They were always going at it. Okay. All right. So for lunch, I think I had like tuna salad. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sitting at my desk. And I have to get something out of my bag. So I lead over like to the left, like you usually do. And I just, it just happened. I couldn't help myself. I literally <laughs> farted. <laughs> In the mayor's son's face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. So you got a real bucket list like, moment. That the is. Mayor. Yeah. So I thought I thought you guys would like that. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> okay, so so how does how does that play out? Because that those are the best stories. I like. What did you do? Oh my god! My bad. Like, I was like mortified. I don't know. Everybody made fun of me. I, 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 I can't remember. I have so much PTSD. <laughs> uh, you got to sit on the couch and talk about that one. Yeah. Uh, all right, CJ, tell us some embarrassing stories uh, about your childhood. Well, I don't think they're as funny as that one, but I have, uh, I suppose, one loosely gaming one and one, one not gaming one. I remember um, 
because uh, like obviously we, we couldn't play games as kids uh, or whatever else and parents were quite strict on what we watched and all that sort of stuff and I had this good friend or there's like four kids used to live up the street and their parents were like just absent parents basically so they had access to everything seen everything done everything and one day we were having this long because again child of the 80s uh this conversation came up about had you seen and we were probably like young like seven-ish maybe uh had you seen um the psycho movie which you know now people like it's not even a horror movie probably but back then or whatever it was especially if you're seven and i was like you know there's no way we would have been able to see it but to keep up appearances or whatever yeah of course and so i got drawn into this conversation that probably went for 30 minutes on this movie and i'd never seen it but you're just listening to other people and you just sort of like you can throw in enough that it sounds like you'd seen it and we were for some reason my my mother walked past or whatever else about 30 or 40 minutes into this conversation and in front of like there must have been seven kids there she goes you've never seen that movie how could you possibly know anything and I, I just remember feeling a huge sense of shame I suppose <laughs> because all the other kids realized that I had never seen it or whatever and what a sheltered existence uh, I lived and then the only like the gaming one it's funny because I think it still haunts me to this day we were I think I was about 11 or 12 and we're on a music tour to america um to, to the south ironically to florida and um yeah. uh, playing the saxophone or whatever else so and i we went to this shopping mall or something i don't don't remember and came across like one of these game shops like tabletop games and you know like i had an interest in all that stuff like because i'd read adventure books but i'd never like Dungeons and Dragons never played any of that or stuff. And there was there was a game there you could buy like a box. I don't remember what it was. And like, you know, with all the cards and you played, you know, role-playing type thing. I don't remember I bought it or whatever else. And I thought this will be like awesome. And of course the other kids, you know, I made the mistake of not hiding it or whatever else because everyone's very cool at that age or whatever. And that was not cool back then, obviously. Uh, and that thing got thrown around the bus or whatever. And I got, I had to live with that for two years. Uh, the boy that plays these games or whatever else. <laughs> and I still got, well, I don't know if I still have it, but I never played it. I was, I was petrified and I never oh, played role dang, playing games because terrible. I was so embarrassed. Like, you know, it's like, Oh my God. And you know, the funny thing is they probably played these things as well. Like just didn't admit it. But, um, it, cause I like, it was back, you know, when gaming was really not cool. It's not like now right. where it's cool to play games and stuff, but oof, where I was anyway. So yeah, the two shaming stories more than, more than, um, funny, I think. <laughs> It right, probably, Joe, it probably explains a lot why I just compulsively buy games now. But <laughs> I'll show them. I'll buy whatever right. I want. That's right. <laughs> uh, what you got, Joe? Um. So one time we're sitting outside, like eating sandwiches outside of our house. We used to live in an apartment. And um, there's like these bees flying around, right? And I'm, like, deathly afraid of bees. I still am to it as an adult, but I try to play it cool in front of my daughter. Like, I'm not afraid of shit. <laughs> but, uh, so it's flying around me, right? So I get up it to run, right? And you know those, like, holes that hold up the house? Okay. I smashed right into the fucking thing, like, face first. Like, going, like, like I ran to, like, run as fast as I could away from the bee. And I got, like, two feet and smacked into one of those, like, poles that holds up the houses. <laughs> the shit hurts so bad and then i just like you ever you ever hurt yourself so bad but it's so dumb that you just start laughing as you're bleeding like all over the place yeah that's what happened that's amazing like, like it hurts so bad that i just started like laughing and then i got a story from one of our sleepovers when we were kids like we used to torment this one little indian kid that lived in our neighborhood i don't know why we did it we just did he was our friend but like we were just real dicks to him like it was stupid 
So my one friend thought it would be really cool to lock him in his dog cage and throw bread at him. And I'm like, yo, this is not cool at all. I am, so not, up. I am not partaking in this at all. And I walked out of the room and all I hear is like, no, I don't want the bread. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. And I'm like, let the kid out of the cage. Jesus. That is awful. And then I remember um, another stupid story is um, I remember the first time that my friends and I like rented like a racy movie from the video store when whoa, we were kids. Whoa. When we were kids, like we got past the, you know, like the black curtain or like like the beaded wall that like, supposed yep. to block you from getting that stuff. Well, we got through. We got through, and uh, we snuck a tape. I can't remember the name of it. We snuck it into a Disney tape and Bang swapped out the nine. we swapped out the tapes. Very nonchalantly. It was a three man operation. We had our <laughs> one friend, uh, he watched he watched the gate, watched for the parents. <laughs> the other friend had the Disney movie picked out. And then I was the one swapping the tapes as fast as I could. So we get this done. We check it out. I don't know how the clerk got it let us check the movie out. Cause like you know he had to have seen what we were checking out, because you gotta take it out of the case. And run it through the system. But I think maybe he was in on it and he was just like, all right, let, 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 let me let these kids, let me let these kids have this. Oh, because they're either going to get busted and this shit's going to be hilarious. And my mom, or I'm going to be the coolest guy ever because I let them rent this. So we get it home. We wait, wait till like everybody falls asleep in the house because it's like a big, like five man sleepover. We got three other buddies, two other buddies coming over and it's the three man crew that did the job. We're all bragging about it all night. And my, and I'm like, shh, don't, don't let the parents know. Come on, you're going to give it away. So we um, we were little. We were like 12 or 13. So we're getting through the... We're getting... It's about time. We're watching the horror movie that we rented before that, right? And then my one friend sticks the tape in, right? He puts it on. And like the credits, the, like the trailers come on and shit. So we all fell asleep. Like all of us. Oh my gosh. And we left the volume on like really loud in the basement. <laughs> so my dad comes down the basement and goes, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> and wakes us, all, wakes us all up, sends all my friends home. And I'm like grounded for like a month. <laughs> Did you explain to him how, how this happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, dude. Mad props for your operation, but you guys can't fall asleep when you're trying to watch dirty shit. The least you could do is turn the volume down and not fall asleep. Come on, amateur hour here. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was cool. My dad let us watch like Kung Fu movies when people slept over and like ECW and all this shit we should have been watching as 13. But like he drew the line at like pornographic material. He's like, nah, that's not cool. You got to treat ladies a little bit more respect than that. He's like, and if at least you're going to do it, like, come on, like. Turn the volume down and don't get caught. He's like, don't be stupid. He's like, come on, whatever happened to nudie magazines? That shit's easy not to get caught. You had, you had, you took it too far. That's <laughs> uh, something. Oh, the God. funny thing is, when you're young and you first get into one of those stores with your underage or whatever, and you're like, you know, super sel- stealthy and all this sort of thing or whatever else, and it's not until you're older and you go back in there and you realize that everybody in that place is like being super stealthy and super dodgy at the same time. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know, even, people even as an adult. Even as an adult. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Even as an adult, like going into those stores, even when I was 21 and even in my late 20s, early 30s, yeah. like it's still <laughs> weird going in there. 
You're like, oh yeah, buying this for my partner. Yeah, well, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say something. Kids these days will never have to go through that again because now there's the internet and everybody uh, knows the internet is her board. That's true. Oh, YouTube's amazing. That's true. Yeah. It's the greatest website on the planet. That's gonna be that's gonna be terrible, man. That's gonna be the hardest thing to keep away from two young boys. Like I don't I'm not ready to go through those stages with these kids. So it was uh it was <laughs> the wild west back when we were younger. So it, yeah. it was it was you had to you had to fight to find it. Yeah. Now it's just like you gotta fight to keep to not find it. Remember that? When we were young, we just beat off the Sable and Sonny and all those <laughs> chicks on WWE. We didn't have to go very far. Vince McMahon was supplying it for us on the re- on the reg. Oh my gosh, uh, Zach, what you got for us? He's just disgusted, and he, he's just sitting back and just shaking his head, just in pure in pure disgust. All right, so since Zach doesn't have a story for us right now, I got a couple, but they're not necessarily childhood stories. Um, it was it was funny because I, I I was like, man, surely I was like not a cool kid growing up, so surely I got some embarrassing stories. And outside of like trying to do things that like I physically wasn't able to do, thus making myself look really stupid, I didn't have any any great ones, but I'll share one. And then I got some as I was a young adult that I think are much better. Oh boy. So, um, oh, you're back. Zach? Yeah, yeah. He's back now. So, Oh no, I've been here. I was, uh, I was just uh, pleasantly sitting back and listening to everyone's stories. <laughs> so and then I started speaking and I realized that everyone was like, Oh, I'm just sitting back here in disgust. And I look up and I'm like, Oh, I'm still muted. So I didn't make any noises. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so well, Zach, you can close this out then on the segment, but, Deal. um, so, so what I did was it, we used to have like, we had this, th- this middle school I went to, we had this brand new facility and then you weren't allowed to walk on certain parts of the ground. You had these like gray tiles and you had these, you know, these idiots running the show saying, walk on a gray line, walk on a gray line, like it's the freaking green mile or something, you know? And so what we would do is we'd walk single file, you know, trying to behave, whatever. And you get in the bathroom and you just take off running. And you would run and jump and grab a hold of this beam that was like over the st- over the the toilet areas, just past the urinals, and you would like swing on it, you'd hold on it, you'd do pull ups, whatever. So we walk the gray line, walk the gray line. Everyone takes off. So people are running, jumping, hitting the thing, grabbing it, swinging and jump for whatever. I run, jump. And I guess in midair, I didn't couldn't decide what exactly I wanted to do. So one hand was just going to slap this big beam, and one hand was going to try to hang on to it. And I, I ended up just kind of halfway swinging and then spinning, landing, and just landing on the top of my head, just straight up, just wiped out, looking foolish. And I don't know that it was like piss, but like the, there was a drain right there that had like, water or some sort of liquid all around it so i'm assuming it was urine because i landed in it and it made the insult to injury much worse because all day long i had wet clothes and the guys around me were like yeah daryl went to go swing on the bar and he fell into piss so all day (laughs) long all day long i had to have the (laughs) the piss shirt of shame 
<laughs> not to mention I hit my head really hard and I tried to make it out like it wasn't like a big deal, but that friggin' I, I remember like that was I was not happy. So uh outside of that I got two fart stories and both of these are really, really good for really different reasons. So one of them was in high school and I was dating my wife at the time and we both had um weightlifting class together. And so after weightlifting, I would have this giant protein shake of the worst, nastiest, chalkiest protein you ever had in your life. Um, I was not, I didn't come from money. So we had, uh, <laughs> I had gotten one of my friend's moms to buy me a cheap tub of protein in exchange for yard work. So I was trying to get big, trying to get muscles. I needed to drink my protein shakes after after my workouts, and that was all we knew. Yeah, that's what we were told. Um, eat a bunch of protein, lift a bunch of weights. So I'm doing that. But this stuff not only tasted bad going down, but it smelled god awful coming back out. So it was pretty much clockwork. At, you know, the uh, third period after my weightlifting class, I would have to use the restroom, and it would it was just it was just nasty. So I we got and I don't know how it was for you guys, but like we had these like plastic chairs that were like mounted to the desk yep and they were solid backs there wasn't like any openings in them so we i get into class and you know my my biological clock is kind of telling me what's going on it's like all right man you're going you're laboring down it's about time to go to the bathroom but we're in the middle of a test and everything is it's like super super quiet in there everyone's head down you know like working I am the second to last um, desk in the in the line. This is important. All the way in the far corner of the classroom. To my right is my girlfriend at the time, which is my wife now. And behind me is a mutual friend of ours, this girl named Jill. Really quiet, um, nice girl. She you know, was in all the different, you know, like beta club and, you know, student staff stuff, whatever. Um, a real, um, I don't want to say a good two shoes, but like a, a good, quiet person who you wouldn't expect anything wild out of. So my stomach is just bur- burning up. Like it is, I'm, it's gurgling. So I lean forward and I like arch up just enough to where my, my butt is going to ricochet any volume <laughs> off this, this, this plastic. I cut the biggest, loudest fart ever. It was like, <laughs> what? In this quiet, quiet room with everyone taking a test. And it echoed like you wouldn't believe off this chair without missing a beat. I turn around and I'm like, oh, Jill. And everyone around me just starts dying laughing, like ruining this girl's life. <laughs> and she's so instantly embarrassed that she can't say anything. She's just like laughing and turning red and shaking her head no. But like, it was too late. The damage was done. Everyone thought she did it because I like I sold it like I was selling a stunner. You know what I'm saying? My wife, who was Jill's friend and knew who knew how I am, she starts laughing like obnoxiously laughing, and she can't even come to her aid. So the whole class, even our teacher, is like just laughing because this was the most obnoxious thing ever. And I like didn't just say, "Oh, Jill," I like stood up. And- 
my seat. It was just turned around and looked at her. And it was so funny. And no one ever believed it was me. Even though I said, no, I'm just kidding. It was me. No one ever believed it. It was, it just, it was the best thing in the freaking world. So it's not exactly a PTSD story for me, but I guarantee you, if you find her today, she remembers (laughs) when I set her up in class. So the other fart story I have, this one was a little bit embarrassing, but almost got me punched in the face. So, uh, my brother and I, I, uh, not long out, out of high school, we were working together in a pharmaceutical warehouse and, um, he worked on one side of the warehouse in what they called RX Depot. And I worked on a side called for physician sales and services. And what we would do is we would meet up at our, at our lunch break and we both had our PSPs and we would sit in our own vehicles. He would sit in his little eclipse and I'd sit in my truck and we would plug the, uh, the auxiliary cord into our PSPs and we would play WWE, uh, or excuse me, SmackDown versus raw 2007 on the PSPs fighting each other through the little ad hoc mode while listening to the sound through our, our stereo systems. That's how cool we were. Wow. Yeah. We were freaking nerds. So I'm over there on my brother's side of the warehouse, right? Ready for him to get off work and let's go fight in the parking lot, you know, on our wrestling games. And he was in the middle of an order and he was like, yeah, let me finish this. I was like, I got something you could finish. And I ripped the biggest, <laughs> nastiest fart. Like, it was so bad. And he looked like I, he saw a ghost when I did it. I'm laughing. I'm like, what? And he's just not responding. He just eyes wide, just looking at me. I turn around and there's a dude standing up behind me where his head was like at my butt. He was pulling an order and I straight up farted in his ear. Like, (laughs) and this dude, he was like jacked. Like just, dude was freaking so jacked, dude. And he had like, he looked like a pit bull in the face. Right. And he got this real, real scratchy voice, man. And I, (laughs) I said, without missing a beat, I turned around. I was like, dude, that's disgusting. Why'd you do that? And like, he's like, you need to F and step off, step off. Like he just could not. He was so freaking pissed off at me and he was yelling at me, but all he could say was step off, whatever that means. But I, without missing a beat, I turned around and was like, break this for you, Daryl. I blamed him for farting, but I straight up farted in this dude's face. <laughs> I had no, I didn't know he was behind me. Yeah, so I think I think he wanted to break dance by you. I, I mean, we tried, but I would have lost him. <laughs> Not a break dance fight. So, anyways, yeah. So was I embarrassed? Absolutely. But in the moment, I I just no sold it. I was like, it wasn't. That wasn't me. That was you. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. So all right, Zach, hit us with a story before we get out of here. All right. Well, dang, we're already leaving. All right. Well, well this segment, this, this segment. We, got, we got more questions. So. Um, all right. So I learned very, very early on, you know how your parents always tell you not to run with sharp objects or anything like that, or like always be aware of the sharp object that you have. Yes. Well, I thought it was a good idea and didn't even think anything of it. Put a, uh, put a pencil point up inside of my pocket. Ooh. And, uh, I started running through the hallway at school when I got there. Super excited. I think it was like, six or seven i don't remember uh the exact age but i was running through the hallway and all i remember feeling was like a stabbing pain in my hand i was swinging my arms 
Well, I looked down and the pencil had stabbed me and was sticking in like the weird web part in between my index finger and my thumb. <gasps> oh, uh, and I nice. and, and and I <laughs> and I should you not when when I tell you that I, that one of the other kids fainted I was like he's bleeding and then just drops. I was like, oh, I was like, and I'm looking at, it, I was like. Looked at it for a second, and and I and I don't know what it is when you're a kid and they're and and like you're in pain. If someone doesn't acknowledge your presence, you're fine. But if as soon as someone acknowledges it, you're like, ah. so I, I'm sitting here screaming, and I was like, well, I guarantee you, I will never run with a sharp object again. And to this day, I have not. Well, I haven't stabbed myself with anything while running. Can't say I haven't stabbed myself with something by accident, but I have. But I have not stabbed myself with something while running. Ugh, man, that's a, that's a nasty spot to 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 puncture. It was weird because there was like after that, it was just like this weird like cone shaped hole in my hand for a while until it healed up. They're like, yeah, it's not big enough that we can really stitch it. I mean, we could put one stitch in it, but it's not going to do much. You just gonna have to let it heal. I mean, sitting there looking at him, just like holding it up to the light. I can see through my hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You got anything else you want to share? Um, all right. So if we're doing young adult stories, my, my time in the Marine Corps was vast with young adult stupidity. So as most young adults do before you're the age of 21, you, uh, you, you have some alcohol. Well, one night we're, uh, I think it was right. It was right before we were getting ready to go on deployment. Three of us in the room are underage drinking, which is very, very frowned upon. And if you get caught, you get in a lot of trouble. Well, we had one friend that just would not stop trying to leave the room. And he like he hit me a couple of times while he was trying to leave the room. And I'm just like, dude, I was like, I love you to death. But if you do this again, I'm knocking you out. And he did it one more time. And and the only thought that went through my head was uh was wwe so i picked him up by his waist and in german suplexed him into his bed and knocked him out <laughs> this is more embarrassing for him and then we were all so mad at him because we were trying to keep him in there all night that we uh we not only drew penises on his face with sharpies <laughs> we also took uh a pair of hair clippers and shaved a penis into his leg hair and he had very oh. thick leg hair so while this man is blackout drunk, passed out in his bed after getting German suplexed, he uh he 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 woke up the next morning and was like, I can't go to PT looking like this at all. He couldn't even go to formation. He spent half the day in his room trying to get the Sharpie off his face. He ended up having to use a uh, one of those like green scrubby hard pads and like isopropyl alcohol. So uh I think he learned his lesson. Yeah, we've we've drawn penises on people before. Wow, wow. <laughs> so that's a, that's a, that's one of my favorite pastimes. So, all right, Diego also writes in. He says, "If you were on your deathbed, with only one, well, excuse me, with the only time remaining being as long as one of the games in your backlog, what game do you choose to play and why?" So. Red Dead Redemption. I'd live forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good one. All right, what about you, Kali? I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand the question. You're on your deathbed. The huh? only time you have left on this earth is the length of one of the games in your backlog. What game? Oh, uh, Elden Ring. Oh, there you go. 
Now, it, now right. is this now is this for the plat? I mean, I'd go, just, I'd go for the it, plat. <laughs> is it is is it no? Is it are are we doing just the campaign? Or are we doing? Are we saying until we complete the game one hundred percent? Uh we'll we'll go one hundred percent because you get okay. got to squeeze the most out of it. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. There you go. Still Red Dead. <laughs> all right cj what about you <laughs> we're all trying to pro- prolong our lives I oh never mind hyrule warriors <laughs> i'll live forever it's like a thousand hours <laughs> i don't know well i if, if the aim is not necessarily to play the longest game possible uh i don't know maybe um maybe final fantasy 10 because i haven't played Ooh. that so not the longest okay. game but it's probably one you should play before <clears> you go out Good. Definitely one you should play before you go out. Yep, I, I remember liking it. Top five, I, top five. I've restarted it a few times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've bought Trophy it. Trophy list sucks on PS5, on PS4. Yeah, uh let's see. What, last game I'm ever going to play. The last that's the length wait, of my wait, life. I got it. I got it. Resident Evil Two. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Resident Evil Four because you'll <laughs> never beat that. There you go. <laughs> Not the way we'll I'm playing it right that. now. There yeah, because there's no platinum. They're oh, there you go. What kind of, no, kind it, of would be, it would be a, some kind of spam game because he can't that's... help himself. <laughs> 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 Look, I'm banned from spam right now, so that's going to be the last thing I got. I'm just like, you know what? Give me the latest rat plat and I'm out. <laughs> My name is Mayo3. There you go. <laughs> go out Go out with a bang. So, or get get the 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 100% on uh Hannah Montana on Xbox 360, you know, that's kind of what got me started. That that Hannah Montana got me started with with trophy hunting. It got me started uh with Tricky, you know, just that's what got me acquainted with Tricky, and then it got me started podcasting. So there's no better way to end this miserable life than with the way I came into it. So I'd play Horizon Zero Dawn because then I'd know nothing could be worse, even in death. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Way to bring the joke full circle. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. And finally, this one is for the schlong. What hope does someone who doesn't play spam have against the icon affectation, affectation's donk in the BLB3? He's winning, isn't he? Uh, he is. He is. But... It, He's, he's, I guess he's, I guess he's concerned he might not be able to keep that up because uh, eventually the spam will will defeat him. Well, the spam's not long enough though. That's the thing because the spam it's got to be at least an hour, doesn't it? Uh, so, yeah, right. so he's got some protection there. He plays a lot of games too. So I think it. I think the real danger is Rick. I don't think it matters what I do or, or he does. I think we have to watch out for Rick. Because, you know, Rick, he's shown no interest at all in this competition for the first, you know, three months of the year. And all of a sudden he's like, you know, I'm going to win this. And he drops like <laughs> at least 10 points in the last week or something. So, yeah, yeah I, think it's a, I think it's a danger. I think he's the real danger. I mean, you, it's possible I, EDJ I will shoot and himself in the foot. That's always possible and just give up. I agree. Say, and, and, and the other thing, too, is, is Rick likes playing, red, like, really, really likes retro games. Mm. And that was a majority. Of, that was a lot of his points last year too, which people and, bitched about too. Which well, I'm, no, well, that's on him. I mean, that's on everybody else. Everybody else can. can no, no, there was some shenanigans with the way well, he was. There was shena- there like, was Contra, shenanigans. Contra's a thirty-second game, and he beat Contra, and he counted it. So, it's like, like wow. 
Well, there there was shenanigans uh, because of Tricky. There would have never been shenanigans if Tricky hadn't been manipulating the system. No, there wouldn't have been shenanigans if Corey didn't be be super smart and hide his first month of points from everybody and then go, boom, here's 14 games beaten. And everyone's like, oh, oh my God, now I have to beat like 13-minute games because we're never going to catch him if we don't. So everybody changed their strategy and started playing retro stuff that they've probably beaten in the past. Yeah, well, that has nothing to do with where with him laying uh, the smack is down right now because they've been he's been putting down some. No, big he's games. putting some some good shit down. He's been, he's been playing a nice mixture of games this year. Uh, shout out to he's shout out to everybody this year. Everybody's been killing it. It's like, been I, a good. One. I, I just need to put my shit on on wax because I beat I, the last time I counted, I beat eighteen and I'm about to beat number nineteen. So, according to the uh, spreadsheet, that is not the case. So, well, the lie detector has determined that well, is a lie. Someone said I have to put my own points on, and I don't feel like. That, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't feel like that's uh, fair. I don't think anybody should put their own points on because you could. I could just put shit on, and I, I don't think that's fair. So actually, I think according to the rules, you're supposed to provide a screenshot and some proof of your of your points. Yep. I don't even think you're doing that, so I don't think you're out of pot to piss in there, buddy. I've provided screenshots for everything I've actually claimed points for so far. Okay. Okay. And I so, have yeah. fixtures for everything I played. So what's that? Four? Where where are we at? Can we get can we get a ruling on this one, Kali? <laughs> uh, but before you I move still, on, I, I will I'm say scared. one thing to, to the sir. Like gamers love to whinge and bitch and have a reason for why they lose. So I will yeah. just go on the record that he's a, a completionist that plays older games. So he'll be getting the max three points for every game he plays. It's rare that I play anything that wasn't released yesterday. So the best I can do is one point because I'm not going to plat most of the games I play either. So he's at a huge advantage. And really, I should be getting a handicap against him of, say, 60 games, I think, to be fair. There you go. <laughs> well, I just think we should stop counting platinums. Hey, so check it out. So <clears throat> this is this is a little bit of strategy time with Resident Daryl here. So what I decided to do in in the spirit of being a gamer and always having an excuse for why you're not winning, like lag or you know hacking things like that. I was like, well, let me go to back to school. Let me get a second job. So that if by some chance I don't win this thing, I can be like, well, I mean, I was never going to win because I just did this other thing. You know, I'm, I've been doing these real life things, you know, well, what have you done? So that's what you got to do, guys. You got to build yourself in an excuse. You build yourself your own back door, your own way out. So if you, if you win, it's like, well, I can just rub your faces in it. They're like, I did all these other things and one, but if I lose, <laughs> I mean, well, come on, guys. I was never really going to be able to win. Look at all I co- accomplished in my life. You would talk about backdoor. I got, I got pledged to all these long games. There you go. 16 yeah, sixteen to eighteen hours. Yeah, well, exactly. I, but you have a year to beat those. A year from the day that they pledge. Hey, yeah, so, but then, but yeah, but then you do it, and so then and, and then it ba- and then it backs up on you. Like yeah, you got like right. four pledge games right now, right? And I'm fifty percent through all of them except for. Tales of Arise because I haven't, haven't started, started that one. Hey, well, you know what? Since we're since we're teetering on the edge of our twat, let's go ahead and jump into it and start talking about some of these games. What do y'all say? Yeah, let's do it. Don't we have community questions? Did somebody ask me a question about Elden Ring this week? If they did, I did not see that. Um, that would have been that would have to come in like right before the show. No, it was on the community questions thread because I said I would answer it on the show. Um, I did not see it on Facebook. I didn't see it. Yeah, nope. Yeah, I didn't see it. 
Well, just I can't be- click over to it right now. Just before you jump to that, the OP strategy for this competition, though, is simply just to wait until JT gets a hard-on, massively overplays his hand, and then, like he did <laughs> yes. with the Star Wars, and just play one game and get 50 points. So that, that's yeah. going to be the trick. <laughs> I mean, well, he tried, to, he tried to say each episode of Star Wars is worth one point, and I shut uh, that shit down real quick. Well, you know, in, in theory, that was not a bad, you know, that was, that's he not tried, a bad He case. tried. Yeah. Like I was like, no. Well, technically, each Telltale chapter should be worth a point. It takes ten minutes, so that should be a point. There you go. And they release it like a standalone <laughs> game, standalone chapters with beginnings, ends, and credits. Each so. one has credits. All right. So speaking of credits, let's get to this week's official topic. Twat 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 Boom. What? All right, so the task this week was to talk about some video games. So what we're going to do here, we're going to go around the table, round robin style. Hour and 40 minutes in seems like appropriate time to start. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Six hour episode. Yeah, that's what we're going for. Kalai said she was going to take the edit, and I can't think of a better week to go long than a week that I don't have to edit the show. What do you say about that? (laughs) Happy birthday, Kalai. You got what you wanted. (laughs) A a six hour show. No, you sound giving. So we're going to do at least five a piece. All right. I didn't say that beforehand. So I'm putting some of you guys on the spot, but I know that CJ has got 55 lined up. So we're going to start off with CJ and this is, the, we're going to go around the, we're going around the table. So it's going to be CJ, Zach, Kalai, Joe, then me. And we're just going to talk about a game that we want to highlight that we've played this year. It can be a game you've talked about on the show a bunch. It can be a game you played this week for the first time. But the uh, the goal is to just highlight games that you have enjoyed, whether they're critically acclaimed or they're critically panned, doesn't matter. What's something that you have enjoyed so far, CJ? Uh, yeah, well, like in no particular order then. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'll go with one. Maybe Kalai will talk about this one too, so get it out of the way. But uh, Bravely Default 2. So I only, well, I didn't hear about this game first from her from someone else but mostly from her and and that she was enjoying it so much or whatever else and like i haven't played the switch like at all since i've had well hardly you know ever uh, just because i prefer the consoles if i'm at home over the handheld or whatever uh but this is the first game like that i've really been drawn to on the switch or whatever else and it's just it's like i suppose an old school jrpg if you like that's you know, it, it has its its uh, classes or whatever job system, isn't it, Clyde, uh, that it has there. And it's it's sort of like when I started, I thought it wasn't going to be that difficult a game, but it's got a big difficulty curve, but in the right way for a JRPG in that, yeah, you can stand off to the side and like level yourself to, to high heaven or whatever, and it will make the game easier, but you'll still lose to some of the bosses, even over leveled. You actually have to use the right sort of strategy and the right magics or the right attacks. And it's quite a quite a deep sort of thing. And I wasn't expecting that, and I think that's what's really held my interest in it. So for, and it works perfectly, you know. In how I've only played it in handheld um, since I've had it, because it's that sort of a game that you just pick up, play for ten minutes or whatever else, and then and think about maybe a different strategy. But yeah, the difficulty of that game combined with the 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 use that you have to use all the mechanics. I'm so used to playing PlayStation games where you can just mash your way through, particularly first party games, because they just lack depth usually uh, in that, that style of thing. But this, you know, I was surprised because, you know, as I said, I don't play sort of Nintendo ish games and it's a, is it a square game? Square Enix or it is. And the story behind bravely default is that, uh, it was originally supposed to be a final fantasy game. But the time that the original was being put out, 
uh, Final Fantasy had such a stigma to that name that they were afraid if they put it out under the Final Fantasy uh, title, then nobody would actually want to buy it. So they changed the name. Mm. Mm. Do you want to talk more about it? Because I think you're a bit further than I am in it, too. I am a lot further. This is going to be one of my games. <laughs> you, yeah, I'll you do know the you people then. who made the people who made Bravely Default made a Final Fantasy game, Claw. You know that, right? It's called Final Fantasy and the Four Heroes of Light, and it plays exactly like Bravely Default One, almost exactly the same class systems and everything. And they were, and that's why they were going to make a, the sequel was going to be a Final Fantasy, like it was going to be one of the next games in the series. But yes, you're right; they changed it at the last minute. Because of the stigmatism that came off of Final Fantasy thirteen, ah, and and fifteen, correct, correct on that. But they did make a game called Four Heroes of Light for the DS, and it's amazing. One of the best Final Fantasy games it uses the same art style and everything, that like chibi hand drawn art style. Yeah, um, I beat the I beat the first game, and that game is great until you get to the second act or the second half. And I know Kalai has like kind of the same feeling on the first game, but I know you liked Endlayer, didn't you? I haven't beat Endlayer. I didn't beat Endlayer either. I didn't like it as much as the first one, but I liked the characters so much in the first one. It's why I want to play the second one. So I heard it's a direct continuation of the first one, if I'm correct. The second one, sort of, yes. Uh, so I will go back to what I was going to say about talking about this game because this is one of the games that I played recently. Go ahead. Uh, there is a little bit of continuation but only in the fact that you see some of the original characters show up. The current characters, it's a whole new set of five characters. Four characters. Four characters. I have been enjoying this game and some of the fights are really difficult. I mean like mm. really difficult. And there's, they can be a slog if they're not done correctly. CJ, I got to the Mona fight, which I'm not going to tell you who Mona is, but the fight for three days, I was in this fight because every time I was attacking, she, this, this Mona would heal for like 9,000 healing. Yeah. And I'm like, she's got to be able, she's got to run out of mana eventually. Eventually, I had to look it up. You have to target Mona. She heals for a portion of her health. So if you don't take her out first, she keeps healing everybody else back up to full. So I wanted to let you know about that. So when you get to that fight, you know. <laughs> Thank you. you. Take Mona out first. Don't do what I did or you'll be, you'll be uh, stuck in a loop there. It's so funny though, because like it sort of goes back to what I say. Like you, you almost get the feel like it's going to be one of these chemco, you know, mobile sort of like you know JRPGs that are just mass produced everywhere or something. But then I think it was in the end of chapter one, I had a, a similar issue with the boss there, the Caspian, and I didn't realize for ages. Like I just kept getting one shot, and it just didn't dawn on me that he was casting like a reflector. It's like a shout out to Final Fantasy twelve and Final Fantasy series. And when you get that in your head that that's exactly what's happening, then you have to counter that. But yeah, it's that sort of depth that I suppose I mean it's a real game. They have real games on the Switch, Daryl. I was shocked. You know. 
No, that can't be real. <laughs> but it is it is a great place to play. Like, obviously, there's no trophies or achievements, but it's definitely a wonderful system to play a JRPG on for that fact that, you know, sometimes you will just be leveling and you can do other things and have it with you, you know, at work and take a break. It's a wonderful sort of game for that. Mm-hmm. And then I had to explain to you to the fact that in this game, you could heal everybody at the same time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't that obvious. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, because if you look down at the bottom, you'll see why for everybody, and you can change. And then you can also attack uh, spells. You can spell cast mm. mass spell cast. It's it's which I really like because it makes you know some fights you can get through real quick. You just brave your person, which is you mean you go four times in a row, yeah, and cast like the highest level fireball spell. Well, I heard they changed the game a lot in the in the sense of in the first game you could just default, 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 and then just brave and kill everything, and they just keep doing that over and over again. And like the bosses couldn't really touch you, but I heard they fixed that in the new one. Well, yeah. no, they didn't really fix it. They took out one of the mechanics that I loved out of the game, and that's my problem. It, which it it's not for CJ because CJ doesn't like to grind. So this game is designed not to be grindy. You're, you don't have to grind this game, which is very opposite of about any Final Fantasy game. Oh, in the old system, they had a mechanic where you could actually turn off the random encounters. So you could walk around the entire map and not hit a single enemy. Or you could turn them up to like 10,000. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where every step you took, you would get into one. That's over 9,000. <laughs> And which is really good because what I used to do is I would turn off the encounters and then you could walk through a dungeon and you could get whatever chest you missed. So you could go through and loot the entire dungeon. And then if I needed to level, I always hated leveling because I would run out of mana or I'd run out of potions. So I would turn everything up to max and just circle around the current village I was at, kill everything, walk into the town, sleep heal myself and go right back out they took that all away do they still have the town building aspect in this one well not town building but they have what's the it's called the ship so the ship goes out when you're not playing and brings you back some stuff and this is why i think tj loves the game so much because you will get experience experience orbs that you could just cast right onto your players and increase your uh your character's level which i had a large I had like one of the largest ones I just randomly got it right in the beginning of the game and I gave it to my healer I'm like oh maybe I'll like give her like a, a level because she's a healer I want her to be able to heal more dude she jumped like 10 levels mm-hmm. achievement yeah so she's still higher than the rest of my my characters yeah that is oh, a God. that is a good it's funny though you say that because that was one of the the only other thing I put a little time into on the switch was the Octopath Traveler and it was ultimately those random encounters that just sent me around the wall wall because like you just walk along the map and you just be constantly triggering them and you couldn't even see them so you couldn't avoid them whereas this game as you say in some ways it goes too far that way that once you get too leveled the monsters run away from you so I don't know where the balance is but with that like that's a dicey mechanic. Like you probably like that because, you, as you said, you like the grinding. But I know a lot of people get turned off by these random encounters that just they're too frequent. But then on the flip side, 
with this game, once you're overleveled for an area, you have no one to fight because they run away from you. So it's a real catch Yeah, which is, which is very much a Dragon Quest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. How's the money system in that game compared to, like, say, Octopath Traveler? Because the thing I hated about Octopath is you just never had enough money to buy the weapons you needed. Like, you always had to grind for money. Uh, there's plenty of money, especially with the ship, because that's highly manipulated. You know, you can keep sending that out every 12 hours. So, yeah, there's enough. But easy to come by. All right. All right. Well, that knocks out uh, one one for two of you. That's, that was a good choice. Mm-hmm. The game sounds interesting. Every time you guys talk about it, it's like, it, it's, it's like, man, I can't. I know me, I won't play it, but I say, I like, man, I kind of want to play that. It's not but, for you, Daryl. It's a big time suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. All right, Zach, what you got? Um, so I just beat it, and we kind of talked a little bit about it um, when we did our gaming book club. Um, I just beat the Star, Star Wars The Fortune Unleashed again. Oh, uh, the second so one, good. The, the second one. Sorry, the second one. Oh, uh, second one? I, yeah, I beat the second one again. Um, what you play it on? Uh, my Xbox. You can oh. digi- you can digitally buy them. Ha ha. Does it play better than it played when it came out? Because that game was rough when it came out. Like, it you fell through the floor was, and levels and shit. And it was, I didn't it was fall bad. through the floor. I didn't really have any problems or any any major issues. Um, I I was actually uh, super duper surprised that I remembered where a majority of the saber crystals were. Um, I didn't have like any issues with the game. I finished that game. Like, so I played it the first night when we were podcasting. I only got about an hour in and I was out of town. So and then the other night I sat down, I was just like, I'm not going to bed until I finish this game. And I finished it in like four or five hours. Cause I just remembered how to do everything. Nice. So it was just, it, it was, it was really refreshing knowing that I could go back to a game that I haven't played and probably shoot. I haven't played that game in 13. 13 years since since it since it came out probably 13 14 years since it came out and, and I just, love the first game and yeah and just having the memory and knowing where everything was I was just like man this is great like brought back so much happiness just playing that game um it is a great game if anybody has not played it yet uh please please go and play the force unleashed games they're probably some of the best star wars games especially if you like fallen order fallen order was a very puzzle solvey it was more of a, I don't want to say action game because I don't want to give it too much credit, but it was more of a, more like an Uncharted type game. Yeah, I agree. The The platforming and the climbing aspect that was introduced very early on, very it felt very Uncharted light. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it, it kind of fed off, there, there was a little bit of that in um in the force unleashed 2 but it was it, it was it was more towards the end when you were trying to get to darth vader when it was like the hard part uh of the of the game i guess um and if you and if you don't necessarily play those games all that often the easy mode makes it super super easy just to fly through the, through the game you like enemy attacks don't do anything if you just want a good story too Start the first one on super easy and then go go play the second one on super easy. It's can't I cannot highly recommend it enough. They're on PlayStation now. Oh, are they, snap. Are they both really? Yep, they're both on PlayStation now. Well, I, I I own the first one on my PC. I got the Ultimate Set Edition for like three bucks, so that'll be next after I get through 
uh, the Outer Worlds, probably. So I'll probably do that, and then I'll and then I will go into Sleeping Dogs. But yeah, no, um, I can't I can't recommend that game enough. Uh, it does have achievements, so and the main the main storyline, if you're not familiar with it, it'll take you six seven hours maybe. That's my kind of game right there. Uh, to one hundred percent the game, I think it was like twenty two, twenty three. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, no, we don't do that anymore. That was, that's that's the old Daryl. Now we just play short games. Till we hit credits. <laughs> <laughs> no, ten hours or less. Sorry, ten hours. That's or how less. you get the first place. That's, That's right. Yeah. Change first or last. I can't even tell you last time I platinum a game. <laughs> it's been a while. So, all right, Joe, what you got for us? Oh man, what to pick? There's just so many this year. I think I'm gonna go with like one of my surprise standouts of the year, which is Bug Snacks. Has, has anybody on this panel played Bug Snacks? I played no. the first hour of it. I found that game to be so much fun for what it for what it is. So basically, you're on this deserted island and you're trying to figure out like where where this like one creature went. The bug snacks can kind of they're kind of like Muppets in a sense. They're like these creatures that live on this island and they they eat these creatures called bug snacks. But the real thing about this game is when you beat it you find out the ultimate twist of the game and yeah i I just can't even talk about it any further than that because it's just so it the twist is so amazing and uh the game the game's just so much fun so like you go around it's kind of like pokemon where you you catch these little creatures called bug snacks and they call them bug snacks because they're they're all based on like snack foods like one's like a pizza one's a burger french fries and like so it's like they're like snack pod or like fry pod or um, the noodle one is called like um, Stoodle <laughs> or a Noodler, and it's like a bowl of like ramen. And they're like these little creatures, and you catch them in all these different ways. You have like this net that you throw out, and you catch them. But there's also like different like mechanics used through the game to catch different bug snacks. It's it's really like enjoyable eight hour game. Really, it's, got, it's um, I'm sorry. Really, how is the actual um, how is like the achievements and stuff or they're not bad. I think I got like 45% of them when I beat the game, and I wasn't even like really trying to get them. If I got them, I got them. If I didn't, I didn't. There's some missable ones. Like the last chapter, the last like, the last act of the game has like one missable trophy that like it'll like, it'll, it messes a lot of people up from getting the platinum because they don't, they don't know the trophy's coming unless you look at the guide. But I found the game to be really cool and really enjoyable. I, I found that. It was it was one of those free games we got through PlayStation uh, Plus. I almost called it PlayStation Now. But that's not free. Um, so it was a PlayStation Plus game. I think it was the first one we ever got for a PlayStation Five. Yep. Yeah, it yep. wasn't free. But, for they, PS4. but they didn't give us the PS4 yeah. version, which I thought was kind of messed up. So now, so now I actually want to go and buy the PS4 version because I enjoy the game so much. So not. I, have a I feel question. like tricky. I got to get my money to developers, guys. <laughs> so I like, like the game, got to buy the DLC. Me and uh, Zach should play it. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I think you should. I mean, if if, if how why would Zach play? He has an Xbox. Well, actually, oh, uh, PS It is on PC, and um, it is on PC. Wait, it's on wait. it's on Epic for twenty five, and it unlocks on Steam in eleven days. No, no, Zach, it's coming to Game Pass, and that's where I was going. Oh boy, is it? Yeah. It is. It's just. It's been announced that that Xbox is getting another PlayStation exclusive 
the Game Pass, and that's why it's not back. really an exclusive. It's it was it was well, a time it was. exclusive. Now, now you guys get to play a good game. Congratulations. <laughs> You're welcome. Sure, we we do second. share. <laughs> it's yeah, not only it's not only coming to Game Pass, but it's getting if you haven't played it, you want to wait because it's getting DLC uh free for both consoles, free DLC, but the DLC is actually going to be in the middle of the game. So I don't know, like I assume if you finish the game, you'll sort of just go back, but it's actually meant to be played in a linear progression from the start to the end with the DLC in the middle. Uh, for the story interesting so, yeah interesting. so it'll be interesting i'm sure if you finish the game but more you know it'll work quite well if you haven't even started it you play it i mean i, sh- I streamlined the game i just beat the campaign there's a lot of things you can go around doing and mm. like different side missions like all the like muppet creatures they like they're your like main mission in this game is to get them all back to the island so you can figure out the big mystery of the island mm. um and it's it's pretty enjoyable game like the missions are like mm. oh get this bug find this bug snacks catch this bug snack for me and then feed it to me because they all want to eat bug snacks. They all love the taste of bug snacks. And hmm. yeah. I enjoyed it. Bug snacks, check it out. I mean, I think it's I think it's a pretty cheap game if you buy it. It's like 25 bucks. 25 bucks on Epic, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not expensive. And it's worth it's worth the purchase. I think I I mean, I definitely wanted to buy it before we got it for free, but and if you buy it on PlayStation, you get the digital and the uh you get both codes. You get the PS4 and the PS5 version. Dope, dope. All right, well, so this game I talked pretty extensively about before, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but it's one of my standouts for the year, um, partially because it was a new experience for me that I wasn't expecting to be great, but then I played it with my son, on, a, on just, and it was such a good time playing it with him. Uh, but it's the game Fear 3. We played it on PS3. And it was just one of those random, like, look at the shelf, and uh, here's a game I've been saying for 10 years I'm going to play. And I pulled it out. It said co-op on the back. I was like, let's go. And he was all about it. We put it in. First-person shooter, um, psychological horror elements to it. Um, But we, we sat down in one sitting and just plowed through this game. And it was very interesting because... You're like two brothers, if I'm understanding the story correctly. And one of the brothers was killed in a previous installment. So I we didn't know that because we didn't play the, the second game. Wait, I'm um, sorry. What game was this? I didn't hear you. Fear 3. Fear 3. Okay. Fear 3. So, um, and so one of the brothers kind of, his spirit lives inside of the main character. And he is technically what I would call the bad guy, the antagonist of the group. and the power he he has like these i want to say magic powers but that they're more so demonic magic powers and then the other character you know is more of a military shooter it's kind of like your setup so first player well the way it worked out for us was first player was the shooter and then second player was the was the demonic power you know and it was so interesting and it was such a cool like division of abilities between the two different player one player two and the story was pretty good it was short and sweet i think it was like a six hour ish game you know we play we mowed through it and it was uh the ending was wild i don't want to spoil the ending but the ending was not i did not expect the ending at all we got what you would be considered the bad ending and it was one of those games that like we put it in and the atmosphere got us, you know, it's really dark, you know, and then it opens up. There's some levels in there where graphically it kind of fell apart 
Now, granted, we're playing PS3 games, so they're, they weren't like the most beautiful things. But they were like, you could tell like the first couple levels were way more polished and in way better condition than some of the middle levels. And then the ending came together pretty well. But atmosphere wise, it was just really neat. It was a cool game. And, you know, my son and I are just sitting there having conversation, just enjoying ourselves, you know, finding some weird little things here and there, doing these, you know, cool little, little kills. And it was just a good experience. One that I will remember not so much because the game was great, uh, even though it was, it was good, but because I sat there and played at co-op with my son and it was just, it, it held Trophy. his attention. Wow, wow, wow. It held his attention and like it was it was a good time. So uh that was a game that for me stood out this year as one of the better ones I've played, even though it was quite an old game. So CJ, you're up. Uh well I'll I'll give you a choice because like there's a ton of them, so you, you can pick. We can do uh COD Vanguard campaign, Babylon's Fall, Ghostwire Tokyo, Horizon, GT seven. Uh, or uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla expansion, Dawn. I definitely want to hear about the first three for sure. I want to hear about Babylon Fall. Okay, let's yes, do Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> let's let's do, that. do that one. So this is funny. I bought this. I was actually sort of anticipating this game. I know it got like critically slammed or whatever, all, all the way slammed. Um, but I sort of, I picked it up at the time. Uh, if you bought it at the time, you got some of their money as well because the game has a battle pass, uh, which again, controversial but they gave you credits which would ensure you can buy the battle pass for a few months to come but of course of all the bad publicity they've made the battle pass free for at least the first season anyway uh or whatever and so i played it on the launch day and it was dicey or whatever else and then i didn't touch it again until like three days ago so it's like a month i suppose uh and i've heard all like the things and like i, I preface that you know like you probably shouldn't buy this game if you're I don't know, like if 60 bucks is like hugely important to you, perhaps, uh, you know, if you can only buy one game. But having said that, like this, it's a real shame, this game, like it's it's sort of like this game is like the the ugly kid in the, you know, the sports line or the fat kid. Like it's been fucked by everybody and now it's fucked because of that, I think. And it's such a shame because like almost every person that has an opinion on this game hasn't played it and just tells you it's garbage or whatever. And then the people that are writing opinions probably played it for like half an hour and it wasn't what they expected in that they couldn't get a match or whatever else. And they're like, fuck this, I'm not playing this game by myself. And it's weird. What is Babylon Falls for those who don't know? Yeah. What kind of game is this? So it's not, it's really weird. It's like a, it's almost a top down. It's just slightly unangled, if you like. Uh, It's sort of like a, a dungeon crawler, I suppose, in a way. It's not like dissimilar to Diablo 3 in a way, obviously not that atmosphere, but in the way that plays because it is a hack and slash. It's also got these near, it's very Japanese, it's it's square or whatever, but it has these near uh, automata elements too in that you can carry up to four swords, like massive swords on your back that are like swords of light. So when you come, they sort of like come out of this thing called the coffin, uh, which is like your sentinel or whatever, your shell. Uh, And you can have like swords, you can have a giant hammer, you can have a bow, you can have a shield, or you can have like this rod wand thing uh, or whatever else. And so you can equip four of the same or four different things, uh, you know, however you like, and you can change it per mission if you like. And the missions are really short. They're like probably like if you're playing with a group of four, they're like as short as five minutes, uh, easily five minutes. Uh, If you're playing by yourself, maybe 10 minutes uh, because it's the same number of, of enemies you have to get through. The, the problem with this game is maybe they'll fix this in the future. It doesn't really scale. So if you hit the mission with four people, it's the same difficulty as you hit, if you hit it with one. So that's why it's so quick, particularly the boss fights. But 
the boss fights are like something out of like an MMO, like a, a Final Fantasy fourteen or whatever. Like they're these huge figures, you know, and they have have great AOE attacks, and you know they have strategy. The problem is they're just not difficult enough. If they'd made it m- more difficult, you know, and perhaps they will in, in the future or whatever, those boss fights could be a real challenge. But you know, if you die by yourself, then you just get somebody else you, with two people. You'll you'll definitely be able to handle it, sort of thing. Or you you can level up because the other part of it is it's sort of like a you know a looter slasher if you like in that each time you run one of these missions you get gear you get a lot of gear and then you sort of slowly level up or whatever else so the problem is is like i played it last night for four or five hours and there were 10 of us in the lobby in the whole game on playstation and that was drawing from pc as well which is like insane but on the flip side it worked really well because we just all played together for like four hours and went through a ton of missions uh they built this amazing sort of hub world as well that you can wander around but again it's just so empty because there's vendors and there's npcs to talk to but there's just no actual players which is a real shame like i was thinking last night like there's no real um like well destiny is a bit too big a game and and final fantasy 14 too big a game um but there's no sort of like shorter game like this like a like um what's that game uh the tom clancy one you can play a shooter you, you rainbow play. six yeah yeah so that that's the same idea short missions you get in with four people this is the same idea but it's for like a you know a, a, a hack and slash fantasy we don't have a game like that and there's been there's been chivalry and things like that where you wield a sword and you just you know kill 60 people online and it's all this this craziness but no actual sort of like where gear matters, gear loop and, and progression and strategy. And it's just, it's a real shame that the, the difficulty is not, you know, there. So, I mean, if you don't like a hard game, this is perfect for you. You'll probably get the plat, you know, with just time and, and playing it or whatever else. And that also it just doesn't have the people. But on the flip side, unlike uh, Godfall, which is just boring, like it's really boring. The levels are just the same or whatever else. This, the levels are different. There is actually a, like a proper story there as well. It's all, most of it's all voiced. Some of it's cutscenes, some of it is like uh, VN stills, if you like, just pictures and, and, and talking. But, you know, it's, it's fine for, for the budget. And I think, I think that's what a lot of people, like, you know, they charge full price for it or whatever. But, you know, now I think it's a lot cheaper perhaps, you know, because it's not selling. Perhaps now it's about what it should be worth uh, or whatever. But I think, you know, and whether it will become free or not, you know, maybe in the track would be good for me because there will be more people playing it, I suppose. So it would be even easier because... The problem with these games are that the further you get into the game, there's going to be less people to play with because most people play it. They're all doing the first, you know, two sets of missions of five missions, but very few people are going to be, you know, in the sixth and seventh set of five missions where you are if if you're looking for people. So that's going to be the the issue that you'll probably be playing more and more by yourself. But like, I'm I'm really enjoying it. And yeah, like graphically, it looks fine. It's not great, but then if you're used to playing an MMO online, like if you play Elder Scrolls online, that doesn't look great either. You know, it's it's not going to, you know, a world like that that's, you know, being recreated and streamed onto your system and um, as big as that. It's it's not going to be Horizon, you know. It's not a contained small world or whatever. So I, I don't know. Like, you know, most people are not going to buy it and they're going to tell you it's a shit game, as I said, it, having never played it. But there is definitely definitely some some all desire for me for me to continue playing it and they've even like it's a square game so there's a good chance they will fix it having said that avengers they didn't couldn't fix that but that wasn't square like this one's square so with platinum so they may be able to fix this down the track and they're already trying like they have a, a new story campaign in there for the near um a near story that you can do once you reach level 20 with i think 30 of these missions off the side as well so so they're definitely going to try and save it i think 
It's just whether people will give it a chance or not. I'm not sure. But, but you know, I was thinking last night, like if you had like a, a good friend you like to play these sort of hack and slashes with or three good friends or four or whatever, it'd be the perfect game to have a couple of beers and just like do a set of five or, or seven chapter story missions a night or whatever it'd take you half an hour max because you'd have your group set and you could you probably play the whole game in like a week or two that way i think it would be awesome experience so yeah i'm I'm quite enjoying it it's nice to put out like a little bit of positivity because it's not it's not all as bad as you read i think that's good to hear that's good to hear i i i I was looking forward to hearing your opinion because you know there's not a lot of people who are volunteering to play things get panned that hard (laughs) yeah you know and as somebody who went and saw and enjoyed the movie Morbius, I like to hear someone who can find the good in a movie or a game. Well, the so thing that go. shocks me about this, sorry to indulge, I'll move off it in a sec, but the thing that shocks me about this game is that, you know, a lot of people play MMOs, but they play them solo. Like I play Final Fantasy XIV solo, except for when I have to play dungeons with other people. And like Destiny is similar as well from what I understand. You know, ESO is very much the same like this too. So this game is perfect for that. You can play with other people, but you don't have to. You can just play by yourself if you want. And if it gets too hard, you can add other people. So so in that aspect, it should work well. And to be honest with you, the other game that came out and people have given way too much slack, I think, is that Strangers of Paradise, the Final Fantasy Origins. Like, it's not a dissimilar game, except that there's no online matchmaking or like there's co-op, but you've got to know the person. You can't go in randomly. And, you know, actually, I think it might only be couch co-op. You, there's no online seamless co-op anyway, and it's basically the same thing. And the cutscenes in that game are not good. The game is over convoluted with you know like ways of doing shit, and it just drops way too much gear. Yet that game seems to have got a pass, maybe because it's got Final Fantasy name on it or something. Whereas this one's just got smashed. So yeah, I don't know. They're two very similar games, and like if if you, if you don't like Babylon's Fall, you're not going to like the Stranger of Paradise, and vice versa. And I think a lot of people are buying that Strangers of Paradise thinking it's going to be like a Final Fantasy game, which is not at all. And it's not even that good a, a good a dungeon crawler either. So yeah, it's funny those two games came out exactly the same time, very similar games, yet one, you know, one was paid off maybe enough to IGN, I don't know, and, and it's come out okay, and the other one not at all. But it happens. Very cool. Very cool. That's interesting. I mean, I wanted, I wanted to pick up... Uh, Strangers of Paradise because I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan yeah. and I'll buy anything that they make even if it's like a spinoff because I found like most of their spinoff games have been pretty decent yep. over the years and you know they they tackle other genres pretty well honestly when they do spinoff games half of them turn out better than their actual mainline games yeah. so I think you'll like it like I'm enjoying it but the graphics are not good like they you know criticize Babylon 4 for looking bad it looks just as bad there's no well, question I heard it's a PS4 game that they up for PS4 well don't know it looks like a PS3 higher. game both of them do but you know, but that Easy. but that aside. But if you're playing Final Fantasy, you don't really care about the graphics anyway. And it, the loop is good, but the, like it'll be interesting to see your opinion on that, strangers. But the problem is, is it's not a game you can pick up and play like and put down for a month like Babylon's is, or you know, and and like maybe Destiny is, and a lot of the MMOs you can drop in and out of. That game it has so many systems at play. Like it's got job systems on job systems. It's got uh, so much gear. Like you finish a mission and you get sixty pieces of gear in strangers and you know like going through all that to figure out what you need and want is ridiculous you know so it's a game you'd have to focus on i think if you're going to play and only play that but it's i think you'd enjoy it still i'm gonna wait. i'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna pull a yield on this i'll wait till it's 20 bucks yeah i'll buy it yeah i think they both will be <laughs> i think uh, babylon paul's is already 20 bucks yeah it says sooner rather than later 
Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. If you can get that game for 20 bucks and you've got a friend or whatever else and you just want to play it for a week, it's great. It'd be a fun co-op I, I game. Heard you, could, you could play Stranger's Paradise all by yourself, though, can't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's more of a single player. You game. can't, though. I know you can play the other one by yourself. Oh, you can. Babylon, you can't play. No, no, you can. can. Yeah, you can play Babylon by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's great because it's seamlessly online, perhaps the best online integration I've seen in a game in that you accept the mission and you can force start. You just hold the triangle button and it gives it one minute to find people. If it can't, it'll start. Or you can hold in the lobby and it'll find people and you can hold as long as you want. So if you want three people, you can you know, wait for three or whatever. So, yeah, you, you can play by yourself. The only downside, and this is really getting down the track of MMO players, which surprises me because Square has Final Fantasy fourteen. they should realise, is that one of the biggest problems with cutscenes in a game where you're playing with randoms like this is if some people choose to watch the cutscene when you've already loaded in. So the cutscene needs to be short, like 90 seconds, two minutes tops, because everyone else is just waiting for the fight to start. And this game has some really long, like five or six minute cutscenes that you could have to sit through if the other person won't skip it. And then what's even worse is that it has cutscenes coming out of the fight. So the, the final fight of the, the mission. So. In most MMOs, they have that, but, of course, it lets the other people that don't want to watch it just move on and they, it disbands the party. But in this game, it holds the party together and they can't get out until the cutscene's finished on both sides of the mission. So if you were grinding those missions, that could be a, a frustration, I, I feel. <laughs> Big frustration. Have you beat the Man King campaign in this game or are you still playing through it? Or? Yeah, about halfway through so far. So I'd say I don't think it's long. If you had a reliable party, I think you could probably do the whole campaign in eight to ten hours. Uh, but then the near one there, I think it's a bit shorter, maybe three or four hours on top. Yeah, Corey and I said that when we get when we get the game, we'll get it together and we'll just blast through it. Mm, like, good way to do it. Yeah. The same thing. We're waiting for uh, Tiny Tina. Mm. We're gonna get it together when it drops, and we're just gonna beat it. And then play the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we gotta get together and beat it first then we'll play games you're right that's right that's right awesome awesome so Clyde, you're up next all right next i'm gonna talk about rogue book okay which is probably not as popular for a lot of people that listen to our podcast but for those that like a uh a fun little um it's a deck building game i've been really into these deck building games uh, this is a, you get a map, it's like a page actually, and it's blank and you have to like find everything on the map as you're collecting cards to build your deck. It's got four unique characters and it just got the fifth unique character. I'm trying to 100% this game because I love it so much. They added competition, which was really cool. Uh, but it's probably one of my favorite rogue games um, that I've ever played. So I know it's definitely on um, definitely on PC. I don't think it's out yet for other systems. But hopefully it does come to the consoles because I think some people would really like it. Yeah, it is on Xbox and, and uh, PlayStation. Oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately there's been a lot of with my hand, there hasn't been a lot of games I could play in this game. I could play right-handed or left-handed. So I was playing it left-handed. It's also because of how quiet it is. I can play it during the podcast and I don't hear click, 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 click in the background. 
Like you're playing on a fight stick? Yeah. Can I ask you a question about this game? Sure. Because uh, I, I picked it up a, a while ago uh, for Xbox, but I haven't started it yet uh, because I'm a little, um, like a lot of these deck building games can get really complicated. How uh, how sort of complicated is it? And is it sort of a game like you have to play, you know, regularly to, to keep your head around what's going on or, or not so much? I don't think it's complicated at all, but my level of deck building games is pretty high. Um, each character is unique, so you do have to like understand. Uh, like Zephyr uh, has what's called rage. When he gets to his max rage, his uh, his uh, cards are like better. But it's only for the sh- uh, a one card will be better, and then his rage meter is zero, and you have to reset it again. So each character you have to learn each character, but besides that, it's not that hard. It looks pretty good though. Like it's a cute looking looking little game. I'm watching videos of it on the PlayStation Network right now. And uh Yeah. And it's done by Richard Garfield, who was the original inventor of Magic the Gathering. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so it always okay. comes back around. Magica. Magica. All right. Well, cool deal. Cool deal. All right, Zach, what you got? Um, so unfortunately, it is uh still not complete yet. But Halo Infinite, um we have waited so long to have a better campaign than five. And they gave us a great campaign. But unfortunately they have not they have still yet to give us the rest of the game. Um I they they did an amazing job with the campaign and I and I will not fault them for that, but the multiplayer is lacking. There's no forge. It's lacking. There's no co-op campaign, which I kind of get. It's a little bit harder to do with like an open world type setting like that. Um, unless you turn it into an MMO. Um, we, we discussed a little bit about it. They talked about not put, not going with the flow and putting a battle Royale on the job, uh, in the series, but now they're doing that. So I don't know. I, I feel like three, four, three needs to focus on one thing and that's finishing the game that they already have. Um, but other than that, uh, the campaign, if no one has played it and you are a fan of Halo, it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I have never seen a Halo campaign or cutscenes that are as beautiful as, as Infinite is. So, Zach, that was one of the other games I was playing. So, let me jump in and talk about it as well with you. How far did you get in the game? Uh, I beat the campaign completely. Okay. I, I beat it in, like, one night. And what difficulty? Uh, on normal. So I wanted to play. I wanted to play casual first. I'm gonna hundred percent the game. I still have to find. T- I missed two of the skulls in like the last two missions, so I can't do a lasso run yet because you have to you have to do a complete lasso run to to one hundred percent the game itself. So I am playing it on heroic. It's taking me a little bit longer. I got stuck for a while at the. The uh, Spartan Killers. Yep. Oh, they were hard. But you're correct. I, I'm really enjoying the game. I, too, get why they don't have multiplayer. I figured I, I'm going to replay it anyways in multiplayer with all of my friends. So to me, I don't mind finishing it the first time around and then playing it again with co-op because I can go back and get, you know, trophies I missed, things like that, or I should say achievements. 
you know, disrespect in Halo like that. <laughs> yeah. Halo ain't got no trophies. My yeah, they, they they left Eliza those out too. Fired. So they left they left that part out with Forge. So and the co op. <laughs> I have a question so. for both of you as well. Because uh, you, you mentioned the Zach Five, the campaign is not great or whatever. I've heard that from a lot of people. I'm an old man. I have limited time left. Is it? I haven't played any Halo. Is it okay just to start with this infinite? Like, will I be completely lost with the story, or or is there enough that I can just enjoy it for what you, it is? You'll definitely be you'll definitely be a little lost. Um, so the Halo campaigns aren't that long. Um, and if you haven't played them, I highly recommend you do. Um, but if you want a little bit more of a better start. Um, so Halo Reach came out after three and it was actually a prequel to the first Halo game. So if you're going to play them, I'd say play that one first. And it's probably one of the one of the best ones that they've that they've made. Um, four has a decent campaign. Everybody kind of everybody was upset at that game more more for the multiplayer than anything else. Um, five's campaign just it didn't. It didn't give us enough uh enough story it gave us more more sh- more shooting than anything else um they they did they they only touched a small part of the, the halo storyline but if you've never read any of the books or you've never done you never heard any any of the lore outside of the games themselves then you'll enjoy it for what it is my recommendation is start from the first one because it does have an amazing story this isn't like PlayStation. It actually has story and gameplay. <laughs> I will say I'll weigh in on this one as a Halo fan from back when Halo was made by a real developer like Bungie, uh, you know, currently owned by Sony, by the way. Um, they made they had some good stories. And the campaigns aren't like they said, they're not incredibly long there. You can make them longer if you choose not to travel by vehicle, if you travel by foot uh, and you can have long gaps of kind of nothing in between battles. Uh, So I would recommend personally going through the, through the, through the campaigns, especially since you've got these um, Xbox, you know, tryhards that are like the, the, mow through these games on legendary by themselves with all these skulls and stuff on surely a man of your uh of your rapport cj could find an xbox player out there to to run you through the stories not run you through as in like make you kind of miss it but like you know surely like somebody out there wants to go through and play those again and and get those achievements they're they're good stories they're fun games to play um the gameplay itself is really good on those games. I played a little bit of Infinite. I only played the first couple missions, and I stopped because that's a game I want Noah and myself to play through together. And I, you know, they were like, "Hey, co-op campaigns coming, you know, end of the year." And then it was like, "Now," then it was like March. Now it's you know pushed back to next year. So um, I'll play the game once they finish it. You know, and I, I don't know what's going on over there, but I would love to play that game in co-op campaign. And that's one of the best things about Halo is playing in co-op campaign. Um, so m- my brother and I played through five in one sitting. So five is not a very long game. The story was okay. Um, I didn't think it was as bad as everyone else, you know, panned it for, but you spend a lot of time as not Master Chief in, in five. 
Yep. And, spent a lot of time as Spartan Locke. Um, and nobody liked that guy. Like, nobody well, liked that character. He just, he wasn't as prevalent in the actual lore as everybody thinks, as, as Five portrays him to be. He isn't as, right. he isn't that prevalent. He is a small excerpt in one book. And 343 focused on that. That was the issue that I have with it. That's why I said, I think if, you know, if you've never read books, you never went into the lore, then see, yep. And I mean, CJ, if you'd really like to play through them that bad, easy. Game Pass mm. all the day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a thing. So, yeah, they're, they're good. They're, they're totally worth your time and they're not overly long. So, I, I, I would tell anyone to play through Halo. That's, um, Halo and Gears of War are, are, it's proof that Xbox has the ability to make good games, good exclusives. I mean, yeah, good exclusives. So, but either way, all right, Joe, what you got? Um, I think I'm going to talk about. <clears throat> I think I'm going to talk about a game that took me a few years to finish, but I'm glad I finally did it. And I kind of talked about it a little bit last week on the sh- or the last time I was on the show. It's um, Arkham Knight. Oh yeah, I love that game. Like yep, I gave you, I gave you a shout out for that one. I absolutely hated that game when I first played it because I hated the Batmobile. But what I think I hated the Batmobile because I didn't spend enough time and love with the Batmobile. Because now I absolutely want a game where maybe you just play in the Batmobile. Oh yeah. Cause goddamn, that was fun as hell. Like blowing things up and just like using like the wench to like bring shit down and like solve different puzzles. And then like the Riddler challenges were like really sweet. It was just a, a overall great Batman story too. I thought it was. I thought it was a oh, little yeah. bit. I thought it was. I mean. Was it a downgrade from the first two games? Maybe, but I mean, the twist in the game is just really, really well done. Just like the just like the second game, I feel like the twist is just really well done, and it was just a phenomenal game. And like finding out who the Dark Knight was, that was freaking cool. I, yeah, I thought it was just very well well put together Batman game, and the gadgets were used a lot better than the first two games. I thought they really utilized the gadgets to their fullest, whereas like the other ones, they were pretty much just used to gather like collectibles and stuff. Because you actually had to have them to traverse through some of the parts of the game. And the game didn't like really hold your hand as much as the other two did, even with like using like the bat, like the bat like skills. Like there's points in the game where they took them away from you and you had to play with like just your wits. And I found like the end half of that game to be pretty challenging. The combat was much better. Like it would just worked and flowed a lot better than the first two games too, as well. So I'm I'm really excited for the next game, honestly. And now that I beat all three of them. Like I feel like I can finally like be ready for the new game. So, dude, I absolutely adored Arkham Knight. That was one of those games that like I put it in and just didn't want to play anything else. It was so much fun, and I love the Batmobile scene, the Batmobile segments. I went into it after listening to the reviews and listening to a lot of the podcasts talk about how bad it is. I was like, well, I don't really like driving in games all that much, so I'm probably not going to like this. And I, I was willing to accept that. And then it, did, you know, a couple missions go by. You're like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then you get into some of the heavier stuff with the tank, and then some of the platforming with the Batmobile. And I just was like, I, this is not for me. And it just, I don't know what happened. I just, it clicked. And once it clicked, I was like, dude, this is so good. I would get in the Batmobile and just tear through Gotham City. Just and it sounded so freaking amazing. You put in some good headphones, um, some good high quality headphones, and and dude, 
it was it was awesome. But the story was so good, and the interactions with the Joker in that story. Oh man, classic, were, classic were, interaction between those two voice actors. Yes. Oh man, so oh, good, man, so good. And even the even the, the little odds and ends, like like randomly, like you're grappling to the top of a building, and as you're climbing up. Boom! There's Man Bat, you know, or or even the Joker popping out over the corner, you know, over a ledge, and just kind of giving me a little bit of a jump scare. That's like, the last thing uh, Conroy and Hamill did together, correct? I am not sure. I know I Troy, it is. Troy Baker's done a lot of the Batman and and Joker voiceover in some of the animated stuff, and they've had a lot of new new people in it too. We were talking about that at work the other day, just the amount of voice actors for Batman and the Joker recently. Well, I keep, I keep hearing that Hamill's done with the Joker, but then after he's done, he'll go and do something else occasionally. So well, I, don't I, know. Um, I started listening to a new podcast, Earl. You might actually be interested in it. It's, um, it's with the voice of um, uh, Batman Beyond, Will Friedle, and uh, the Kim Possible girl, um, Christy Carlson Romano. Okay. And they do a... It's called... I hear voices and they talk to all the voiceover people from like Hollywood. Oh, that's awesome. And they talk to, um, the guy who played, um, the guy who played Batman. They talked to Kevin Conroy in one of the episodes and they were talking about how him and, um, Wilfred L who plays obviously Terry and Batman beyond. They talked about how, um, how they did the one episode together. Did you remember the episode they did together where it was Bruce Wayne and Terry in the same show? I do not remember that one. Yeah, it was it was like one of the last episodes of uh, Batman Robin, I think it was, where they brought okay. back and did that final episode of Batman Beyond. Oh, it I, wasn't I, it wasn't Batman Beyond. You're you're thinking ba- uh, Return of the Joker. Yes, yeah. I remember Return of the Joker. Yes, I don't I don't remember the actual episode of Batman Beyond though. Yeah, and it was it was just really well put together. And they were talking about how like it was so cool to work together and and Wilfred Ella couldn't stop gushing about he how he's like the best Batman of all time because he just has he just does Batman so well. Like no one's ever captured Batman the way he has. And they also talked about how like whenever the whenever the movies are really campy, the cartoons are really dark. And whenever the cartoons are really dark, the movies are really campy. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn, I never noticed that, but it's actually true. Like that was that was one of the best parts about um Arkham Knight is that voice cast, dude. It is so good. You got oh my God, top to bottom. Yeah, Kevin Conroy playing Batman. You got Mark Hamill Joker. You got um what's his face? I just said his name. Troy Baker as the Arkham Knight. Tara Strong. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Tara Strong is is uh Harley. It it was good, man. It's just such a and it's just a the game plays so amazingly, and there's so much content too. That's another thing. There's so much to do in that game. Oh, I only streamlined the main campaign and then realized I didn't even actually technically finish the game 100 percent because, like, to beat the game 100 percent, you have to like put everybody in jail. Well, you got to do that. You got to get the true ending. You got to do all the Joker, the Riddler challenges. You got to beat the game on New Game Plus to activate the Nightfall protocol. So, Wait, you have to be on New Game Plus to activate the night, Nightfall yeah, Protocol? I yeah. thought you just had to put everybody else in jail, like all the other characters that you didn't put in jail yet. No, you got. I, I'm pretty positive you have to be, do all of j- the Riddler challenges, oh then God. beat it on New Game Plus to activate Nightfall. Those Riddler challenges can suck my left nut. Yeah, they're 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 challenging for sure. So 
I, I love that game. That game is just so, so good. I'm excited about the new DC properties that are coming out. We got a Wonder Woman game coming. We got Suicide Squad Wait, Kills. Wait, there's a Wonder Woman game coming out? Yeah, yeah made by the people that? that did uh, Shadow of War and um, Shadow of Mordor. Yes, I must have missed that. With, with the Nemesis system. So th- she's going to have, I don't know you know what villains, what baddies they're going to incorporate. But yeah, they're going to um, incorporate the Nemesis system into the new Wonder Woman game. And then, of course, we got Gotham Knights coming. So, like, we got some really good DC stuff coming up. But I, I, I would be lying if I wasn't, you know, a little sad that we're not getting another Arkham Batman proper game. Which you mean we got four games. So, and and even Arkham Origins is a good game. It so. is. All right, I guess that means I'm up next, and I was a little torn on where to go uh, for my next game because I, I didn't. I don't have you know, a ton of crazy standouts and the games that I've really enjoyed this year, I've already, you know, kind of spent a decent amount of time talking about. Um, but there are a few fun ones kind of sprinkled in there and uh, Mafia being one of them. Mafia Definitive Edition. I did a whole uh, deep dive on for the Patreon. This was a... Um, uh, Patreon pledged game, a game that I had played the original version of on Xbox 360. The Definitive Edition, the remaster, is so insanely good. The voice acting is amazing. The game is fun. It's a great story. And it like I love the 1930s era and I love a good mafia drama. I love a, just that type. I I don't think there's enough of stuff like that. I th- I would play a mafia game in a heartbeat and um i just I, I would love for more of this stuff but it was the game was so good uh i played back through it this year and i uh, adored every minute of it that was another game that i didn't want to be over like once i got into it i was like man this is this is absolutely a must play game in my opinion if you are in and, and it's like grand theft auto light it's it's a, an open world game but it's not like bogged down with crazy side missions and things like that there's actually very little um non-mainline content you know in the game so it's a it's just a good story great graphics um and i i've adored it like but like i said i've talked about that game a lot on the show so I don't want to you know, spend too much time on it, but other than just to highlight the fact that if if you're just like on the fence about, oh, well, what am I going to play next once I beat all the games that are out and that are new, um, check that game out. It is available on PS Now as well. So, CJ, that brings us back to you. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, how about I go a, um, a, a Microsoft game released on PlayStation? As an exclusive, <laughs> uh, the Ghostwire Tokyo. I think this. Um, the whole time I was playing this game, Daryl, I thought this is the perfect game for you. And in fact, I'm surprised. You, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm surprised you went with Horizon before this one, because uh, this is like a mix of. It's the guy that did the Resident Evils, some of the Resident Evils. Uh, yep, Shinji Mikami's yeah. uh, studio. So it's your your type of thing, and it's like it's not it's not really a horror game like Resident Evil, although there are. It's not really jump scares, but there's definitely like a horror vibe to it. I mean, the whole game's set at night as well, ghosts everywhere and stuff like that. 
but uh, it's also got like this control element to it as well. Like shit flies around the rooms when you go in chairs and tables and stuff like, you know, randomly get sucked up on the wall. And so it's sort of like a, a cross between like a, maybe like a, a PG Resident Evil and a control game. Uh, in an open yeah, world. Yeah. So it's like perfect for you, I would have thought. Um, yeah. In its style. It can be, it, it's weird though, because the story, like uh, the story starts off, uh, you're this guy or whatever. And it's, it's this weird thing you could actually download for free, like a visual novel um, that has yeah, backstory. That I read that. I, you definitely don't need to. It's sort of a bit of a wank, uh, to, be, to be honest with you. But the <laughs> game starts and it, your sister is in this hospital and, you know, you're, you're the guy, the brother, you're the, the, that's who you play as, uh, and, and you're sort of the whole game is to try and, you know, save your sister. But there's no real rapport created with the sister, not a lot with the main character either. So while the gameplay loop is really fun, like, you know, the combat is fun because it's a bit like, uh, oh, you've got power shooting out of your hands, that game, uh, in, infamous. It's got that feel to it as well. Like you've got three or four different powers you can shoot out or whatever, and you smash things to collect the powers. So the gameplay loop and the combat is really fun, but the story, it's like, it's okay. Like perhaps the, the, the side quests are more interesting. Uh, in some ways they're a little bit like goofy and off ball or stuff, but the, the main story, like it's cool. You've got this, you know, this nemesis figure you're after or whatever that side is interesting but the sister thing where it's leading it really doesn't develop that and so without going into the ending of the game when you get to the sort of middle you're like okay it's going to sit here for a while and then it really just speeds up to the ending and it's done it's done sort of strangely in six chapters but when you get to the the end of the fourth chapter you have to play the fifth and sixth chapter sort of off the main world if you like so you can't go back to the main world it warns you and then when the game finishes you can go back and do do any side quests you miss but it really ramps it up. So it looks like you get to about 15 hours and you're like, I'm going to be here for 30 hours and then it's over, like an hour 16 sort of thing, So, which is strange. And then they've incorporated this Assassin's Creed idea with the open world that everything is in zones. And so in the zone, you've got collectibles and you've got to collect so many ghosts and you've got to do all this stuff, which is cool. But when you finish all the side quests in the game, which is where I'm at now, there's just that cleaning up, which doesn't really like, there's no incentive to do it. Uh, sort of thing like it doesn't it doesn't level gate the missions i suppose to make you encourage you to do it as you go so if you go which is is cool if you're just there for the story you're in and out in 17 hours ish 18 hours if you're there for the plot i think it's going to be like another 15 hours of just this monotonous sort of cleanup but yeah that's like it's very assassin's creed in that sense like if you like that idea of just going around and collecting things like in those modern games you'll love this as well but the game is, is definitely worth playing. I was surprised. It looks a little like it has Bethesda jank in its graphics. There's no no question <laughs> or whatever. But it, it is, it's probably one of the better games. Like I enjoyed this one more than Horizon, uh, probably for the, the subject material or whatever. I think it's definitely worth a look, you know, whether you wait till it comes to awesome. Game Pass next year or you buy it. I'm t- definitely going to buy that one. The only and the only reason I haven't bought it yet is just because I bought Dying Light 2, Horizon, and Elden Ring, mm. and I haven't finished any of them. So, <laughs> um, and I've got a couple pledges I got to finish. So I was like, you know what? I will get there eventually, and Ghostwire will be there waiting on me. But that's a that's a must play for me. Mm. Like that's a, a Shinji Mikami game is a must play for me. And I don't know how um, involved he was with actually creating the game. Cause I know that it's his studio. Um, but like, you know, it, it just, it looks very neat. The animations and the, the graphics look very clean and very, very cool. 
you know, just kind of watching some coverage on it and all the reviews I've listened to, you know, and I haven't read any of the actual written reviews, but the podcast reviews I've listened to, everyone says how surprisingly good it is. So that's, that's very encouraging. So I'm pretty excited. So, all right, Kalai, what you got? Elden Ring. Oh, I know a couple of you guys are going to join in on this one. Yeah, it it's such a good game. I, I'm really surprised. Now, I'm normally not a Souls-type person, so the fact that I'm having fun playing this game is just an attribute to how well of a game it is. I really like the open worldness. So since I'm not on a path, it just makes it a little bit easier for me to stomach that hard mode because I can always go level or or upgrade my gear. And man, I've already beaten the first boss and just the exploring, just like run around. It's like it's like basically um Skyrim. But harder. That's interesting. So I, I've heard a lot of people say that, that Elden Ring is like a really good game. Um, and everyone talks about the bosses, but how is like the moment to moment gameplay? Cause I know in Bloodborne, like any old random thing that could look at you would kill you. So like, is, is everything out there as dangerous as, you know, like the Bloodborne uh, characters or is it just kind of like a little toned down in those aspects? Oh no, everything's out to kill you crabs i i mean i've and when i didn't i didn't realize that at first i was like oh um hey uh oh look maybe that guy will talk to me oh no he killed me (laughs) that sounds about right (laughs) yeah uh i know uh joe started this game i did start this game and what did you think of it? So I'm about like four or five hours in and I'm shocked at how gorgeous this game is on like PlayStation. Like it's absolutely fucking gorgeous. Like just like like it kind of takes what they started when they made. um Well, actually, they didn't make because that's not the same people who made um Bloodborne, is it? Yeah, it is from soft. Oh, it is from soft. Yeah. So it basically they took what they did with, with Dark Souls and they like ratcheted it up to another level and then we're like, oh, you guys want more like story? You want more lore? You want more to like actually do? And they gave that to us. But it still has like, and people are like, well, you know, it's not accessible. You don't know where to go. It's really not that bad. Like on the map, there's like these, like, like your waypoint marker, like your actual marker on the map has like an arrow that points you exactly in the direction you want you need to go in it doesn't tell you exactly where to go but it tells you which direction you need to go and i feel like it's it's handholdy enough for a souls game but it doesn't need to be over handholdy because the, the whole game is about the about the adventure and the journey not the not the game itself like they want you to they want you to play the game the way it was meant to be played which is to explore right and there's hint there's hints about where they want you to um Hundred percent. Explore. Uh, I don't know how many of the rest areas you found. Like five or ten. Right. Did you ever notice that there's that yellow line coming off of them? Yeah, and that tells you where to go next on certain ones. Not where to go next. It tells you where there's a boss. So, like Shadow of the Colossus, kind of. 
Well, so does those fucking yellow doors that you know not to go in because they're going to be a boss. If you played any Souls games, you know what the yellow door means. Like the yellow misty door. And it's not necessarily like a major boss. You could find minor bosses too. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Well, but, but that always means there's a boss behind that door. Like that's been since the dawn of Souls games. Like if you go in a door that has like like fog on it, like you're fighting something. So like you better gear up before you go in there. It's funny because when I fought like that first Rat King dude in like the in the cave in one of the first caves in the game, I was like, oh, let's go because I was like level like eleven or twelve, and like I just sicked my like summon wolves on him and I fucked that dude up because like the wolves just distracted him and then I just wailed the shit out of him. But it's like it's so cool like the way you get certain summons is like you have to wait till it's nighttime and then go talk to people. It's it's like the game is so cryptic. It's it's pretty dope. It's nice. It's a nice change from going from something so simple like a Lego game or Lego Star Wars to like Elden Ring. I feel like these games come around once a generation and it's funny because people are like, oh man, this has like Game of the Year locked up. I'm not so sure of that yet. There's a lot of things that are still coming out this year that could beat Elden Ring and why I think Elden Ring is a great game I do feel like I understand why people don't like it. Like I get it, but like you, you gotta understand. Like the okay, so I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer the question that was an, answered and then ask in the chat. I think Matt actually asked it, and he asked me about accessibility. And does is this game does it change my mind on accessibility in games? After playing it for five hours and experiencing what they're trying to do in this game, it does change my mind. This game is not made for everybody. Unfortunately, it's not. It's made for people that want to play a game that's somewhat challenging, but rewarding for the challenge. Like, I never felt, I never feel like cheap deaths like I felt in other Souls games in this game. I feel like I'm dying because I'm not, I'm either trying to be too aggressive and I'm not waiting for my turn to strike, or I feel like I'm dying because I shouldn't be where I am. Never because, never because the game made me die. I also like with this game that you have a lot of choices on your starting character. I don't, oh yeah, there's like eight, and like it, it drastically changes the way you play the game. I don't think that's like that in a Souls game or even Bloodborne. It's not. It's never. You just you just have a blank character and you just go. So. That's interesting, CJ. You said you've been playing it too, right? Uh, yeah, sorry about before I dropped out. So if you no, said anything, no, you're good. I didn't, even, I, I, and, I didn't even know that you had dropped out yet. So, <laughs> no, you've been you've played some Elden Ring too, right? <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask because what you're playing it as well. I right, have not you? started so yet, but I bought it. Okay, so so three three of you have played it as well. So I uh, I've died once on the load, uh, once on the title screen, twice <laughs> on the load in screen, and then I just got the shits and gave it away. But everyone everyone says it's amazing or whatever else. What I want to know because I listen to a lot of podcasts that have talked about this, and they talk cryptically about all different things. So uh, what are like because obviously you've all, all played it and had some success because you, you've got past the loading screen. What are like four or five tips? that you could give someone like me that hasn't played one of these games just to sort of get a, a leg in the door and started? What are the like four or five important things that would make it a little bit easier or, or make it more manageable just from the start that you found? Uh, you're going to die a lot. Just dying is part of the process. Uh, just because you die doesn't mean that it's a bad thing because you will learn from your mistakes. 
I hope. <laughs> I, I still haven't. I still haven't learned from my. Yeah, no, I expect that. I, I still rush in, and I'm just like, eh. every time you go in, you're, you're always there's there's a million different ways to do everything in those games, and somebody else's way may not be what's best for you. Um, so for me personally, when I'm fighting somebody that's a lot stronger than me, uh, I usually try to be if 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 at all possible i try to be on horseback Woo-hoo. i give myself a lot more mobility that way um if i need to if i need to leave the situation because i'm in over my head i can leave the situation um just take it slow and enjoy the ride honestly it's like i said what works for some may not work for all just figure out your your way to play the game yeah, and for me, horseback, I could never... I can't attack on horseback. So. See? Perfect example. There we go. What about you, Joe? What what advice would you have for someone getting into the game? Learn to dodge. Like, dodging is your best friend. Yeah. Um, use de- uh, Put your points in dexterity. I mean, Corey was teaching me how, like, dexterity is key in the game. It's not... It's not... It's not making yourself more powerful it's making your weapons more powerful because if you just put all your points into like into like power your weapons are like shit and then you can't you can't hold anything better because your dexterity is not high enough well it so depends you, on the weapon uh most weapons uh if you it depends on the class but like if you want to be a samurai like it's all about dexterity because you want to be able to eventually dual wield like two samurai swords and then you can fuck like a lot of shit up so it, it depends on your build yeah but he he was teaching me that like, you know, every one, every few levels you should increase your vitality. Every few few levels you can should increase your endurance. He's like he's like endurance is key in that game because the longer your stamina bar is, the more shit you can do, the more shit you can dodge, and then the more you can dodge and get up and then hit something after you dodge is like the key to success. Like dodge, 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 and dodge, and wait for your openings. Don't just try to strike blindly because they'll just block everything. It's, it's it's learning your enemies. It's kind of like it's kind of like people who play Monster Hunter should be at home playing Souls games because you have to learn to be very patient playing Monster Hunter. You can't just like fucking run in like all Leroy Jenkins and just fucking hack it shit. Like there's like skill to playing Monster Hunter, and I think there's a lot of skill to playing Souls games. And I think that's why the community is so like harsh on people who want to change the game because they don't want their game ruined. Just like people don't want Monster Hunter to be easier. It's like people want the challenge. That's why they come to these games. So they don't want it to be for everybody. And that's why they gatekeep. And that's why they want accessibility to not be a thing in Souls games. Because they don't want their experience ruined for them. Because they are the ones who have made this game successfully popular and over the top. And they're the ones who are going to keep coming back to play these games. Where like this might only be like a flash in the pan game. Where this is the only one that's ever popular. They want to make sure that they're coming back to a good experience every single time they come back to one of these things. So I, I get where both sides are coming from with the accessibility thing, but I, I would say learn to dodge level up constantly. Like just like, don't carry lots of souls around. Cause you you're waiting for like, it's the cool. Okay. So I'll give you another tip. Souls are everything in that game or I'm sorry, not souls. What are they? Um, runes runes or everything. Oh. They do everything in the game. So it's not like most souls games where there's like money well, some some Souls games have money, but like runes do everything. Runes upgrade your weapons. Runes upgrade your your like your skills and everything. So it all comes from runes. So like make sure that you actually 
go to your campfires and level yourself up when you can or upgrade your stuff when you can because if you die and then you die a second time you lose all your shit so just be mindful see that that i think that's probably daryl's problem as well but like i've been turd nursing that game now since it came out i picked it up <laughs> ready to to play it or whatever else and and just didn't and uh it, but it's for that same reason that you know i don't like like i'm not afraid of long game but i hate investing time in something that i have no progress for at all and that's the the hardest thing when you're not used to playing those games to get your head around that you could potentially from what i understand spend an hour or two and then that progress in effect is wiped because you died or you didn't didn't get anything so is that sort of right or are you still leveling up enough that your, your time is not wasted completely it all I depends if you waste your time collecting my runes and then die <laughs> like and then you die you again lose. you don't get yeah. them back well you lose everything. yes but the, there's two types of runes in the game there's yes there's the grace it's called grace if you die you will lose any grace you have on you what you won't lose is the runes the runes stay with you and you can activate them at any time you need them. So you can kind of hoard them to buy stuff or to give you that extra 200 grace you need to level. So if you do die, you don't lose all of your grace. So I want to chime in, not so much with Elden Ring advice because I haven't actually made it to this, to the on screen yet. Um, but with Bloodborne, like I spent the first eight hours of that game dying and losing all my progress over and over and over again. I swore that game off so many times and Bloodborne up to this point has always been in like from the souls community and the people that I know that are involved in those games. Bloodborne's always been the fan favorite and like Bloodborne drove me insane. Like I, I, I just couldn't stand that game for years. And finally finishing the game, I, 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 it was not a bad experience at the end. Um, I think that my pride gets in the way of saying how good of a game it probably really is because the fact that you do have to die and learn from your mistakes and you have to be patient. Uh, but CJ, I would suggest, I would suggest just based off my experience with that game and I beat the first couple of bosses in Dark Souls 3 is that um you know you're going to lose progress and that's part of that's part of your entry fee into this one is that you're you, there's no way around it you're going to go and you're going to build up a bunch of xp and you're going to die and then you're going to try to get it back and then some freaking cr- tiny animal that you've killed a 100 times is going to smack you and kill you and you're going to lose the opportunity to go recover your, your XP and souls and grace and whatever they call it. So that is part of the, you know, admission to getting into these type of games. But, you know, Bloodborne was kind of prime example that if you can stick with it and grind it out, that the, it is a payoff in the, the serious rush that comes from beating these bosses. Like, um, I played, like I said, eight hours for the to beat the first boss in Bloodborne, and then I beat the second boss, Father Gascoigne, in my second try. 
And what's insane about that is most people, even I was listening to a podcast this past week, the What Culture podcast, and they were talking about like some of the hardest bosses in Dark Soul games. And these guys were talking about how Father Gascoigne like just beat the brakes off them for for hours and hours at a time. And I'm over here like I'm terrible at these games, and I beat that guy on my second try. So the experience is wildly different for everybody. And a boss that might really take you to task might not be hard for Joe or Kalai, but then you might walk away from that one and then beat the brakes off the next boss, you know, with whatever strategy or methodology you're using. And that might be the one that everyone else on the panel has, has a hard time with. So they're interesting games to say the least. And it seems like this one is really just getting its sinking its teeth in everybody. So I bought the game. My son's playing it. I'm going to jump into it, and um, if nothing else, I'll have him carry me through it. (laughs) I definitely feel like it's a similar craze to when Bloodborne came out, and everybody bought Bloodborne on PS4. Like, every single person. Everybody I knew Mm -hmm. had Bloodborne. Like, everybody. And I feel like it's the same thing with Elden Ring. Everybody is buying this game. Like, everybody. Yeah, definitely. So... I don't even know where we're at now. Who's up? (laughs) Me again? Yes. It is. Uh, yep. it, it's me or you. Uh, but we, but we all talked about. Uh, yeah, and I, everyone, was, I was going to talk about that. So go ahead. I mean, I guess I'll go. Um, I'll go with my surprise game for the first quarter of the year, which is WWE 2K22. Yes, yes, yes. What a effing surprise this game is, based on the last piece of dog shit they gave us. Wow, like I agree. What, I could say so many fucking great things about this game, I am. and. I feel like I haven't even done my due justice because I beat it and really haven't gone back to it since I finished it. Like, I haven't really played my faction. I played my faction a lot, but I haven't even played my rise at all yet. I haven't even touched it yet. And I heard it's like fantastic. It is. It's good. I'm just trying to beat games right now. So, Mm. so, but I, I haven't even really played universe mode. Like I set my universe up. I downloaded all the titles I wanted. I put everybody on the rosters. I wanted to put them on. I did like, one 16-man tournament to crown one of my champions and another battle royale to crown another one. But I haven't gone back yet. And now, like, I went back the other day to look at the creator wrestlers, and there's, like, 15,000 pages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's whoa. Insane. And, like, pretty much anybody you can think of is created in the game now. Yes, there's so many, yep. dude. That's so many. And, uh, yeah, I mean, to go from that huge piece of dog shit that was WWE 2K20, which I defended, because I thought there was a lot of good in that game. There was. Like, the universe mode was definitely fixed from the year before. You could actually have more than one title, or more than three titles on a main show. That was cool. You could have a Money in the Bank. Like, that was actually on a show, and it like you could actually cash it in whenever you wanted. Like, it was, it, they did a lot of cool things in that game. That were the very campaign cool. was really good, too. I loved it, because it, like, it was like playing uh, Tony Hawk Underground for wrestling. Yep. Yep. That's literally what it was. And that's literally how bad the story is, like how bad like acting wise and like graphically it was. It looked like Tony Hawk Underground. And I loved every minute of it. I thought it was a really cool way of doing the campaign. And I was like, okay, cool. There's a lot and, and the towers. The towers were really cool. And then they took the towers from last year or two years ago and then put them into my faction. So it's like, oh shit, all right. Well, towers aren't back the way they were last year, but now they're changed to my faction mode. And like, I'll just talk about my faction mode. Have you guys played my faction at all? I haven't started uh, yet. slightly, just a little bit. It's like Madden Ultimate Team for wrestling people, and it's dangerous. It makes me want to spend money. <laughs> yeah, that's 
but mm-hmm. like you don't have to because there's like an infinite they like they really do a good job of giving you a lot of in-game currency so you don't have to spend money and and honestly like anybody who bought like the digital deluxe version has a big jump on everybody else because you got the undertaker cards and those things are on like he's he, he beats so the good. ass out of everybody he fucking fucks people up and you get three different undertaker cards so that's but interesting. My faction is dope because, like, you unlock wrestlers when you open packs, and those are the characters you're allowed to use in my faction. So it forces you to play as wrestlers you wouldn't normally play as, and I think that's a great mechanic in any game. Is when they force you to play outside your comfort box and play in modes you don't normally play in. I love that shit. Like, I yeah. think it's just a genius way to get people to play the other modes and play with the other wrestlers that you would never play with. Is to kind of force you to do it. And then you find wrestlers that you like to play as that you never would have played as otherwise because the roster is like 200 people deep. Like, and I can play as everybody. Yeah, I, I highly recommend going on a community creations and downloading Jill Valentine, but like the RE1 skin mm-hmm. Jill Valentine, because whoever created her moveset is a freaking genius that character is so fun to play everything changed together and works so well the 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 it's just the first off the creative character in that game is so good like it is it is a dream it is so fun to play and it's such a big not only improvement from the last game we got but it's like it's still got like uh, the appropriate amount of jank in it. So like me and the kids, we we played it a good bit today and we were doing like Royal Rumbles and cage matches and or, or hell in cells and the cell matches, dude, are, are there. They brought back that 2007 option where you can like run off the cage and be like troll tossed off the cage. Oh, that's and, great. Dude, I missed. I missed the. Mecha- I missed that. It's so fun. I hated it, that you couldn't fall off the cage in like the year, like the yes. last few ones, because you had to. You had to be animated animation thrown off. You couldn't yes. actually just get hit off. Like now, it's like real physics. Like if you stand too close, you get hit. You go off the cage. You do, and if or if you get a certain suplexes, certain moves, or the bounce off of a move might throw you out and throw you off, and. So we have this family rule. No matter who plays, like me, my kids, my cousins, my brother, we play wrestling games together, and and we have this rule: if you do a cell match, you can't pin anybody until you've gone through the cell and through all panels. If you're doing a TLC match, you can't get the, the get the uh, um, the belt or the in, the money in the bank until you've gone through the announce tables and all that stuff. We have all these like special stipulations, right? So the kids and I are, are playing the game and <laughs> I go to suplex Paxton earlier today and I freaking suplexed him and he just bounced off the top of the cage and hit the ground. And it's one of those things that's shocking and hilarious at the same time. And we're just laughing. And then Zoe, she got suplexed through the, through the cage, but it didn't break. But like half of her body went through. Right, so it's kind of dangling there. Like we, it's obviously the game is registering this as broken, but like the geometry didn't leave. So like her legs are through the cage and her head is through the cage, but the rest of her body is still above the cage, and it's just so so funny. 
but the game plays amazing. It looks amazing. Like it is a lot of fun. There's a lot of modes and uh, that creator wrestler is something special though. It's definitely community creations have taken away all desire for me to build my, make my own characters. Like, it's oh, 100%. Just, I, I, it's like Mario. It's like, it, it reminds me of Mario maker where like, I, I could give a shit about creating my own people. I'll just wait for the community to create everything for me. Yep. It's an yep. endless sandbox of, of wrestling. And yep. it's, it's endless possibilities. Like I could, I literally sat there the other day, Daryl, and I was like, huh, I wonder if on my PS five, I do a different federation than I do on my PS four version. In my PS four <laughs> version, I might do an old school ECW where I just download every ECW guy. But then I was like, oh, maybe I should do like a new generation era where I download all the guys from like the 90s and do that federation. I was like, oh, there's endless possibilities of what I could do with this game and how I can play it. It's good. Like I could download all the Ronald McDonald characters or all the Muppets and just do a Muppets federation if I want to. (laughs) Possibilities are endless. We had we had a match today where it was uh, uh, Ben Affleck Batman and it was Robert Pattinson Batman um, against the Batman who laughs and one of the characters from Dead by Daylight, one of the killers. Mm-hmm. And the dude, so you know, in the new Batman movie, obviously Pattinson's Batman is just like a brawler, like he's just like like a like almost like a boxer rather. He just does a lot of punches, nothing flashy, nothing crazy. Someone had gotten this move set down to like it was like a science and everything he did was just these awful like beat down punches and and just these it was so cool so yeah me and my daughter being the two batman versus my sons excuse me and uh and we were just having a blast but it was like a freaking slug fest just constantly wailing on each other and uh, it's just uh, that game is so fun to play that was that was one of the games i was going to bring up tonight too that just i am so pleasantly surprised i do not regret spending any money on it like that game is the it's just it's it's dope it's you're so, welcome so worth it. yep you're I, welcome yep <laughs> you guys are You've done a good job on selling that game because the other week I picked that up as well, and I I don't play those games at all. But the way you're there's just so much. I thought I had there's there's so so much much content. There's so much you can do. Like I'm not even. I I couldn't tell you how much longer it's going to take me to get through that game because you still like 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 we were talking about. You still got my faction mode and my faction mode. Well, GM mode's fun. It's it's like more of a one of, but like in my faction, if you want more cards and stuff, there is like a whole like set of. Of matches you have to wrestle through dude like, you, you have, have to, to win 100 NXT. matches in in a month you have yeah. to play you have to win 100 matches in a month to get the highest tier card that's fucking insane i haven't even won a match my kids have beat me every single match we played for get two good, weeks. get good so I, I it's not even about winning though to me i'm like i play the game like a real heel like we'll be like dude we'll be playing and i will suplex somebody off of the ladder over the top rope onto the ground right go out there pick them up throw them back in the ring and then like i won't win i just i'll i'll get up to the top of the ladder i'll get it down get the little briefcase down to the last little square where your 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 little mini game you have to do and then I will get, I'll get down. I'll go do something stupid. I'll set up a table, get myself thrown through the table. Like I do all of these ridiculous things that like I could win the game if I really wanted to, but it's just so much fun to play. And 
like these dumb stipulations we come up with with the hell in a cell. Like I'll put my kids through three panels and then I'll be the one that goes to the fourth one and then I'll get pinned and lose. And uh, it's just, it's dumb fun. Like CJ, I don't, like I said, you don't have a lot of experience with these games. Um, and there's a bit of a learning curve when it comes to the controls. Oh, but it's the tightest controls they've ever made in years, man. Oh, 100%. Oh. They're better than they have been the past few years. I, I definitely agree. I still think 2011 had the best control scheme. I don't and know, two, man. 2007 had the best reversal scheme. Um, I like the reversals in this. I think it's, it's really not bad. well done. It's, it, it's, it's, having, it's not bad, yeah. I feel this one thing that I don't like about this game, because it doesn't work the way it worked last year and i thought last year the year before they perfected this was the stamina bar or not the stamina bar though the, the one where like if you get knocked out of the ring and like you have to wait for yeah. your bar, bar to yeah. replenish it's broken this year it doesn't really work the way it should like it doesn't it doesn't happen enough especially like if you're playing against a computer in a tag match or like a three on like a like a four-way match they take forever to win because the guys never get like knocked out to the point where they can't break up the pin so it's like astronomically annoying to play multi-man matches in that game yeah you gotta cheese it you gotta throw somebody out of the ring and then knock a dude down the cool thing is some of the creative wrestlers people have already like figured out what are the stun moves so like there's certain characters i've found where like they're punches or like strong punches or something like that or even some of the grapple moves kind of like they they put you the, the people in stun fairly easily, so um, it, it's it's good. It's it's a lot of fun. So it's a, fanta- uh, it's a fantastic game, and it's already forty four dollars on PlayStation. I know it's on sales week, which yeah, is the spring sales going on. Yeah, which is awesome. So on Xbox as well, CJ. If you want to play on a superior console, that's that where I got good. it on Xbox. Yeah. So, well, the the cool thing is the uh, community creations. Are cross-platform, so whatever we can download, you can download. So, which is huge. That's a that's a big deal. It's the, the, very huge. Um, I've been I'm a big huge WB game player because I'm a huge WB fan, and for years the creations have been separated, and the best creators create on Xbox. So we didn't get the best creations for years. Remember when I said that, Jack? <laughs> what, what happened? He no, he made a joke. I mean, I used to play on Xbox, so. I, I I've never thought that the best created stuff was on the Xbox personally because I I I own on both and I've played the games on both and I've always felt like it was kind of like you know one to one until you've until you looked at this year's creations and saw that ninety percent of the uh, creators are all Xbox users. I, I didn't know yeah. you could even tell that. Uh, yeah, when you're looking over it on the right side, it actually has a it's, oh, that, uh, it says what console they're on. That's interesting. I'll, I'll definitely go go and check. But I actually have had better luck finding the characters I like on PlayStation. So, like, I always look for a Punisher, a Batman, a Donald Trump, and a Resident Evil uh, character. And and <laughs> 2020's Donald Trump was the best. <laughs> like, whoever made him made him like the most agile uh, version of Stone Cold Steve Austin and his friggin' moose sets. Are amazing. Uh, winning a title, uh, Donald Trump versus uh, Pikachu, definitely the way to be. So Jesus, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, all right, uh, we got to get out of here. This is getting really long winded. So let's go, uh, CJ. Give us another one. Let's let's kind of maybe we'll all get one more, and then uh, poor Kali really is going to have a really bad day tomorrow. Yes, she is. 
Yeah, I'll just give a really short one. It's actually for Kalai as well, this one, because I know she likes her deck builders, although it's not technically a deck builder, but it is, it's basically a board game, but you play on, on computer and all the characters are on cards. It's a, it's another square game and it's turn-based, so it's perfect for you, Kalai. Uh, well, perfect for everyone, actually, because I've really enjoyed it. It's the Voice of Cards uh, series. So they did Voice of Cards Isle of Dragons last year and then just recently they released the Voice of Cards, the Forsaken Maiden. You could play either of them. They're like basically different campaigns, but they play exactly the same. So you just get whichever one is cheaper if you want to try it out. Uh, and it's it's really cool. It's like you 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 have to move around the board. You flip the cards as you do, and they like expose characters or you know like a little bit of story or an item or something like that. It has an overarching story in chapters, really nice theme song, whatever else. And actually they're not, I don't think, I think they're like a half price game or something um, from Square and, and whoever makes them. And there, there is a bit of grind in there towards the end as well. The last few dungeons get pretty long, but the plats are usually around 20 hours or so. And, and the plat is basically the story loosely anyway with a few extra stuff. So it's a, it's a nice tight 20 hour game, not a deck builder, but it is cards and it's a, it's a quirky take on it. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. There's a lot of deck builders these days. I've, I need to find one that appeals to me because I, I would, wouldn't mind getting into something that's a little, uh, I don't know, like less button intensive, you know, like something you can kind of casually sit back and play. Hmm. Yeah, well, th- this is not a deck builder. It's a good option, uh, and it is turn-based, oh. so uh, it just uses oh, cool. cards. Did you play the other one they made, CJ? No, like the yeah, yeah, I did that, that one. Uh, the same day this came out, or like within the same month. It's like it's the dungeon one. Uh, oh no, it's called, I have um, no. The heck is it called? I own it for Switch. I think it's called. Oh my god, dungeon something. I'll, I'll send you the link. It's it's awesome. Oh, they did another one. So yeah, basically, that one is just a map. And you just go deeper and deeper in the dungeon. But if your guys die, they get captured. And then you have to go back down the dungeon to rescue them with, with new characters that you roll. And it's all turn-based. Okay. Yeah, that would be cool. So it's, it's really cool. I cannot remember the name of it. And it, it came out literally the month before um, Voice of Cards did. Because we got Voice of Cards on Switch the <sighs> same time they got that game. And I bought... I decided to buy the dungeon one because I thought it was look re- it was really cool, and the dungeon one's on PS4 and Xbox mm. as well. I think it's on Game Pass actually. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Send me, send me the game. Just, just before, like at the moment, it's so funny. Like we've talked so many games today, and like the like as we all know, like the first part of this year has just been mm. crazy already for games. But Gaz is he'll he'll never get this far probably in the episode, so it's probably safe to say. But he's running this like uh track your spending on the profile site. I think yeah. he's done it for a few years and people do it. And I was like in two minds about doing it because you obviously don't want to advertise what you're doing sometimes uh or whatever. And I was like, oh it'd be cool because like, you know, like I it doesn't worry me, but you know, it'd be like a like a might keep me in check a little bit type thing as we go. And like, I think he's abandoned the thread because like there are so many games listed now that I think he won't update <laughs> it anymore. So it's possible that I haven't followed like the idea was just not to buy so many games and, and, and whatever else. So, you know, if, if he does get this far, like, you know, he probably shouldn't have let me into that uh, <laughs> thing. In the, the, so, but, uh, but anyway, like, but, I mean, what can you do? Like, there's so many. Yeah, games this year we, I, I've had to just keep buying, and so, like I said, Ghostwire isn't mm-hmm. my next purchase, but I've bought almost every major title that's come out, and I bought four or five games just today, like little indie games, older games, 
things like that. Just me and the kids were just going down a list like, oh, let's play this. Oh, let's play this. Oh, wait, this game got DLC. Let's buy that. Oh, so it's been it's been crazy. I, I got a, for the first time ever, like, because we obviously have separate cards or whatever, so just dodge the purchases and keep it to myself a bit. But I got actually, for the month of April, I'm on a on a budget for gaming because I think I bought both the two terabyte uh, expansions, a Switch OLED, and then a ton of, I think it was my highest spending month anyway, and I was reined in. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, I love my OLED. Great purchase. It's like, that's it, awesome. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. Dude, I, I, so, so my wife and kids were out of town. And so I was like, well, let me go buy some games since they're spending all this crazy money and, and, uh, at the theme parks in Florida. I'm yeah. going to go. So I, I, I went out and I actually didn't. I was looking for like, you know, secondhand stuff, like just kind of out. I'm hitting my little spots. I did pick up a game uh, the other night. It's a PS3 game. It's the Harry Potter um, and the deathly hollows part one. Oh, that's a good game yeah. i actually like that game yeah. so i've been yeah. looking at them on ebay and stuff and they, they've been running you know about every now and again you can find a 30 or 40 dollar loose copy like just the disc only no case um but typically a, a, a you know a box copy not even sealed is like 75 dollars and i'm not paying 75 dollars for a ps3 game uh, I found it for twenty four dollars at one of my spots the other night, so I picked that up. I was pretty unless it's Dragon Guard. No, I was pretty excited. I was pretty excited about that. So I picked up, I picked up that. I picked up. Um, uh, it's a first person horror game called Absulov or something like that. I picked it up for the PS five, and and uh, yep. that's one that I've had that one in Sound Mind, and there's one other one that I've been like I've kind of had my eye on, like wanting to, wanting to play. And so I picked, I picked up a, a couple, but like, and then I come home and I get on the PlayStation sale. Oh, well, I got to buy these games over here. So. <laughs> well, that sale has been, it really has good, been, actually, it has been, it, keep, it keeps making me. Uh, not, not that I would know. In case <laughs> listening, but it is, it's, I'm told. Yeah. I'm told <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Clyde, let's, what, what's your, what's your last game for the night? What do you got? Just dance 20. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Finally getting Ooh, an update. Yeah. Um, I'm playing it slowly. Unfortunately, I have arthritis really bad in my trophy. I have arthritis really bad in my left knee, so I can't stand or I can't be on my feet for very long. And I've been trying to exercise to like get get a little bit better strength in my muscles. So I've been playing just dance. I can do about three songs a turn. Um, uh, so far, I think one of my favorite songs is the Chakaron dance. Chakarong, Chakarong. Like, I call it the arm dance because all you do is like wave your arms like you're one of those, uh, you know, balloon people out there. Yeah. <laughs> Wacky waving inflatable tube. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, some of the songs I feel really weird dancing to. They had, of course, Romeo and Juliet by uh, Taylor Swift. And that's a two person song. But of course, I don't have a second person. So I'm just spinning around and with my arms out because it tracks the motion controller of where it is and not any other portion of your body. So you can, I'm just like spinning around my arms out. The good part about this is though, if you do have some kind of like problem with your knees or whatever, it does only track your hand. So like you can, like I can't jump anymore. I can't do half these moves or like getting on the floor. I'm like, I can't do that, but I can do the arm move so I can get very close to playing the game. I think it's kind of cool. What are you playing this on? 
Very cool. Very cool. Do you do any of the um the world dance chat like the the uh, I did online? try the online. Uh, I did try the online cool. once, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of uh, kind of weird." So okay. fun. <laughs> it's so fun because they give you like fifteen seconds between songs just to have a quick drink as well and top yourself up, <laughs> and it's great. The more pissed you get, right. it's so much fun. But right. like, uh, get Jim oh, into he it; he'll love it. it. It's but awesome. I'm trying to like currently. I'm trying to play oh, every really? song that's currently on there. I'm like, oh, the songs just don't end. <laughs> 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 that's awesome yeah. that, that's good i'm sure mz will be very glad that you're enjoying yourself yeah it's, it's it's just gonna take me a while because i can't play that many songs i don't have a lot of time but i'm really trying to work through it i did play last night i didn't get a chance to play today maybe i'll play a little bit tomorrow but i'm try, i'm gonna try to do a little bit more so. awesome awesome all right zach what's your last one for the evening Okay, well, first, I just want to um, say I uh, I refreshed our leaderboards. And do you guys want to know how many achievement points I'm styling on you, bro, has gotten in the three hours we've been podcasting? <laughs> how many? 3,320 <laughs> in three hours. What a man is nuts. Um, <laughs> but uh, my last game is uh, going to probably be Need for Speed Heat. Um, okay. I got into I I got a little bit more into cars and like racing games and stuff uh recently. I picked up a, a cheap wheel and it really changed the way that I looked at racing games. Um Need for Speed Heat is so much fun. The storyline it has been really, really good so far. Um it's kind of a mix between um I'd say hot pursuit and it and, and it's got that open world feel of uh Forza. There's it's it's got such a big map. Um, and, but it has a day and a night mode in it. So during the day you can race, you can race official, uh, race events that aren't like illegal events or anything like that. And then you have challenges and that's how you, that's how you get money. But at night, whenever you're doing night races and stuff like that, or, um, or you have to wreck a cop, for example, then that's when you gain, uh, reputation points and you have to gain reputation points to progress the storyline. Um, but you know, you're not going to be able to gain reputation points out. It, it, it's a it's a big grind and i'm slowly working my way through it um but it is a massive game the car library is massive and it's just a lot of fun so if it's a if you guys like racing games even like open world ones like forza and you haven't played need for speed heat i would highly recommend it and i'm it's on game pass and i'm pretty sure it, uh, i don't i don't know if it's on ps now but it's not it's not well but it's, it's normally seven dollars when it goes on sale on PlayStation Now. Yeah, so I say it's usually fairly cheap. Even like the deluxe version. I think when I looked at purchasing the deluxe version because I was enjoying the game, it was only like fifteen, twenty bucks, something like that. How much did your racing wheel cost? Uh, I picked it up from somebody for like thirty bucks. It's the uh, the Ferrari one. The uh, what's it called? I had it right behind me, actually. Oh, it's the it's the Thrustmaster uh, for for our it's the Thrustmaster <laughs> Ferrari 458 Spider. Oh, uh, yeah, the Thrustmaster behind you, eh? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's quite a decent one. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that one. What what you should do, um, 
like a wheel changes racing games completely, but you might like more arcadey ones. But even if you do uh, download, it's on Game Pass, the new F1 game, 21. Okay. It just went on Game Pass. And it, like it's a sim, but, you know, you just you do it more for the wheel. The, the handling on that game is just amazing, the wheel, uh, the F1 games. They're fantastic. It's definitely worth it. Make sure look. you handle your Thrustmaster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Get, a, get a good handle on that Thrustmaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay, Joe. I'm glad your butt's better after last week. There you go. <laughs> maybe you I should that. buy a Thrustmaster. <laughs> no, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you were in Chicago. Clean, I can clean myself out. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Speaking of getting cleaned out, uh, Joe, what's your last game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's probably the best game I played this year and the most fun I've had playing a game this year. It's, uh, it's Yeezy. Easy okay. is probably the best game mm. I played in a long, 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 long time. Um, it's it's an action RPG that has a very, very awesome story, and it's very like in depth and very long. Like the chapters feel longer than most RPGs I've ever played. But it basically you're on a crew and you get shipwrecked on an island, and you pick up characters as you go through the game, and then as you pick up certain characters, like they add like a clinic to your island and like, um like a blacksmith and all these other cool things. And then it's all action based though. So it's kind of plays like kingdom hearts. You can run around and like kill things, but you can switch your characters on the fly, which I think is really cool. But I'm loving that game. Absolutely loving it. CJ, have you played this one? This is not the Dana Dana one, is it? It is Dana. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's fantastic. And I'm playing it on the switch and I'm loving it. It makes me want to go back and play it again on PS4 though. But I actually want I I want to own this you'll, game physically uh, on PS4, but I know it's very pricey. It's like an eighty dollar ninety dollar game now on PS4. If you can find it, mm, yeah, which is weird. Yeah, it's nowhere. That's why it wasn't when it came. It's more expensive now than when it came out. Yeah, you haven't done nine. Yet? No, I'm nine playing eight really first, then I'll get I nine. As soon as I know, I know nine is a continuation okay. of eight. So, yeah, like you yeah. still play as eight all in yeah. nine. Yeah. I heard so. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, I, is okay. the best. Like this is probably the best RPG I played since I played um uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I'm going to close this out with a weird one, uh, one that I don't know. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I, I don't know why I keep going back to this game, but it's just absolutely amazing. I uh, one of the games I have played the most this year, and have already already platinum game platinum game three different times. But it is Minecraft. Um, Paxton loves playing Minecraft. That's just that all my kids went through their Minecraft phases. And Paxton, this he's doing his. And so we've got this world established with everything you could ever need. I've already done all the trophies. I mean, I've already done the mainline trophies and some of the DLC stuff. I don't get too crazy into the DLC stuff because they some of it's a tall ask. But we've got this this world set up. And and a few weeks back on the show, we had figured out that you could create your own like fishing hole to where you could just sit and fish and constantly pull like cool stuff out of the water. And uh, for those of you guys who made it, maybe didn't hear about it in Minecraft, you can get a bucket. You once you make a bucket or find a bucket and you can go get, you know, put water in it. And you can essentially take a bunch of stone or, 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 you know, dirt whatever your material of choice is make yourself a you know fully closed square rectangle circle whatever you want to do um and then uh you can put the water in there and it'll fill it up 
depending on how big it is, depends on how many buckets of water you need to go add. So it adds, it's essentially a spring of flowing water in there. And, you know, you can throw your fishing rod in there and get nothing. Absolutely nothing. If you take that same bucket, go into the water and get a fish and then populate your body of water with a fish, it will then allow you to do the fishing mini game in Minecraft. And this has just sprung this whole new love for this game for me because me and the boys, we decided we were going to get the most awesome, enchanted, leveled fishing poles you could find and then create this unbreakable fishing rod, which I'm using currently right now, and then fish nonstop. I've been fishing on the show for hours tonight, and I have, like, it's it's almost like an unlimited uh, resource pool now. I'm sitting here, I'm fishing, and every time I pull a fish out, with the fishing rod I'm using right now, like every other one is some sort of item. It might be an enchanted book. It might be a uh, item or resource item you could use, you know, to build or to make something else. Um, It's a weapon. I mean, just constant pulling cool stuff out. And of course I'm constantly pulling out fish that I'm then cooking. I'm leveling up my, my character. And then I'm using those levels of experience that I develop to level up my weapons and my axes and things. And Minecraft is just this game that never ends for me. And I go through phases where I play the full out of it. And I'm playing it with my, you know, with my kids and Paxton actually fell asleep beside me over here playing Minecraft. And we were just both over here fishing. We've been fishing together for about an hour tonight. I was fishing a little longer than that. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know why I, I love this so much. I heard final fantasy seven has a really good fishing mini game. I know final fantasy seven, uh, final fantasy 15. Yeah. Oh my God. The fishing night game is phenomenal. I want to play it for that reason alone that like, I just really dig this. (laughs) So CJ, you played final fantasy 15 a good bit, correct? If you ever want the plot, you'll be playing it for like 10 hours or something. (laughs) At least. So is is the fishing really good in that game? Yeah, it's good. Yep, yep. I think um isn't it uh I haven't played it myself, but the fishing in uh I hear is really good. Is uh the fishing in that um the golf one. Um oh, what's the golf game? Uh crazy golf, but uh oh there's a VR like really loves golf. golf or everybody loves golf. Um No, no, it's like a JRPG but golf, golf story? Uh, oh it's golf story? me the name of it. No, 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 no. It's on it's on PlayStation. Um, it's like an anime golf, uh, but you play, but they, you can go fishing in the fishing ponds, which is, and it's a massive thing. Cause there's like 500 different oh, types whoa. of fish, uh, need to catch yield. Everybody plays loves it, golf. I know, which is a strange thing. Yeah. Everybody loves golf. That's it. Yeah. It's got very good fishing mini game. Apparently they're closing I the servers on that. What I hear. Yep. Oh, are they? Oh, well, too late. Uh, to out. I guess. Well, like I said, I've been playing this game a lot this year and uh, I will, I keep looking at the DLC trophy list thinking maybe, but then when I'm getting in the game, I just, I'm just fishing. Like this is like, I, I, I got some trophies earlier in the show, but didn't call them out. Yeah. And, um, then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play Minecraft. I'm just going to fish. And I have filled up multiple chests uh, of items just tonight. It's incredible. So great game. This is why you never will finish a JRPG. 
you get too distracted. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I, like I pulled out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven saddles in this game. Now, just for context, trying to get a saddle so you can ride a pig for a trophy seemed like like an a multiple like a couple hour task when I was playing the game for the platinum, and I played the game for the platinum like legit i didn't have a trophy world i didn't download like a world where people had like stuff set up i created my own like the the trophy world that i used to get the platinum in this game on the ps3 ps4 and the vita were all worlds that me and my kids built and we did everything in and then we might we did carry over like the there's a couple of trophies where you have to do like a like a giant rail. You gotta like get in a mine cart and ride it forever. And then you gotta set up a like a like a really crazy like bow shot where you have to kill an enemy from like a really far distance. So I made myself like a shooting range essentially. But this game is just it's just so fun. So I just kind of wanted to to give it a little bit of love. Uh I've had some messaging back and forth with some of the listeners just about the game tips on the game. You know, just, and I've had a couple of listeners reach out and ask me if I'm a child because I still play it. So, wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's been, I've got, I've got PSN messages of like Minecraft question mark. What are you a child? <laughs> so, yes. I mean, yes, I, I don't am. get the appeal of Minecraft, maybe just cause I'm just not that kind of person, but like the generation that's like growing up now are going to be way smarter than us because they can fucking play Minecraft and shit mm-hmm. like that. They can use their brains. Whereas like, all I do is hit buttons and kill things. Dude, pew, when pew, you shoot, shoot, die, die. When, when your daughter starts playing games, I would imagine if she's anything like my kids, like that she'll have go through a Minecraft spell, and then that'll be when you jump in. And that's when it clicked. I don't think she'll ever play games. Like, to be honest. Because I, mean, I we'll play see. them so much, so I don't think she'll ever play them. Yeah, well, we will see. So, my kids were basically born with controllers in their hands, so. Um, they all came out wanting to play. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been a blast. So, um, guys, it's been awesome. Tonight was a really great conversation. Lots of cool games talked about. I'm sure we all had plenty more we could have talked about. Um, I'm sure CJ is like, man, I barely got started. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was awesome was having fun. you back tonight, CJ and, uh, Collide, Joe, Zach. It was really good having all of you on at the same time. It was nice. This was, uh, if for nothing else, this was a treat for me to have all my favorite people in the same place at the same time talking about video games. This was really good. Uh, if you're listening to the show and you made it this far, uh, thank you. You're an unfortunate, sad creature, and we definitely appreciate it. So uh, definitely check out the socials. Check out the YouTube. Check out all the different podcasts that we're doing. And if this interests you, go check out our Patreon there's lots of cool content on there and lots of bonus content this month. So you guys got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Peace out. Nope. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. We're out of here.
say there is no 